Tom, we are live. No, we're live. So you mean right now people can hear me? Everybody can hear you. Everybody can hear me. The whole world. Well, look at that. Look at that Jason Dudio Gore, the dude who built the studio. <laughs> and I'm in the studio. And you're in the studio. How about that? Yeah. Just like the late, great Mel Allen said, how about that? And now look at you. Yeah. Look at you. You're all grown up, just yeah. like in uh, Swingers. Yeah. It's like I can put the tassel from one side of my hat to the other side. I feel like a grown-up. That's like a graduation thing, right? Yeah, that's a graduation. It has nothing to do with... If I were going to say swingers, I would have made a money joke. You're so money, and you don't know it. <laughs> I saw I saw a thing... I forget where I saw a clip from swingers recently, and I was like... I was like, uh, yeah, those dudes don't look like that no more. No. They were like movie stars then. Now they look like guys that run like pool shop like like pool like a store that sells chlorine like one of those like like a pool yeah. like they look like two brothers that own like a pool maintenance shop yeah they know all the different types of chlorine like the pellets yeah yeah what hose to use like, yeah they're just like well do you want th this vacuum like this uh pool cleaner is uh robotic <laughs> and goes on the bottom of the pool you could just put it down there you come back three hours later it's clean Wait, weren't you the guy from, weren't you that movie star from Swingers, like the most handsome dude going? I don't know, I'm not putting them down uh -huh. for their thing. Look at me. I've looked like this my whole life. The only thing I got going for me is that I got the Danny DeVito thing going for me. I look like a mess early. <laughs> I look like a mess early. And then the thing is, if you just hang in there, you just have to just don't go off the cliff completely uh -huh. with your personal appearance. And people are like, Hey, he looks pretty good. Just because the people who looked, who looked so much better, nature is taking their, its course and bringing them low or lower. And you got somebody like me, like the way Danny DeVito's like, Hey, you know, he still looks pretty good. Speaking of Danny DeVito. Did you see Be Cool? I only I only saw that recently. Oh have yeah. You see, have you seen yeah. that? Yes. Am worst. I wrong to think that Vince Vaughn was pretty funny in that? No, I don't know if you're wrong. I mean, it's one of the, <laughs> the movie just didn't add up. It's one no. of those movies. I think no. everybody worked. All those actors worked very hard in that movie to try to overcome something that just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. I thought, yeah, I, I would, I would, I agree with that. But I say that Vince Vaughn was shining above them all. He kind of went further out there. He was willing to look really stupid in that movie, and I, I thought, you know, he actually was funny. I rode on a plane with Vince Vaughn like two years ago. Oh, uh, is he coming on the show? No, no. you're gonna use that. <laughs> no, trust me, it would not work. <laughs> well, but I will say, I will say that the pilot realized that Vince Vaughn was on his on his flight and he was so excited. Mm -hmm. So once we, we we took off and we get up to whatever 30,000 feet and the pilot gets on there the horn, you know, to do his introductions and he goes, "And we are now uh cruising at a very money uh, 30,000 feet." <laughs> oh, I would have walked out. I would have walked <laughs> you out. You couldn't at that point. 
Uh, oh no, I would have. I would have. I would taking my chances. Let me out. Let me out. I was like, "Give me a parachute." Yeah, I'm out of here. And when we were landing, he was like, uh, he said something about putting up your uh, tray tables, and he said, "That means you, Mr. Vaughn." That's awful. <laughs> Vince Vaughn probably should have complained. Yeah, and gotten the pilot fired. Well, the pilot got a picture with him right at the end, and yeah, at the so end, so he was here. so he was doing a <laughs> selfie with Vince Vaughn at the end, uh-huh. and I'm walking out right behind Vince. Mm-hmm. And the camera messes up, and he's like, "Oh, okay, we got to do that again." So they take another selfie, mm-hmm. and then the camera messes up again. And Vince Vaughn just looks at me, and he's like, "I, I, I don't know what's going on here." And I'm like, "Hey, well, you know." And uh, they took a third picture, and it works. And then I've never seen a man move so fast to get away from the situation. Is <laughs> a Vince Vaughn? Yeah, he had to. <laughs> he had to get back to the pool shop. Long strides. And look, he's tall, yeah. right? He's pretty tall, he's right? Big guy. Time. Big guy. Big guy. Big guy. Mm-hmm. Tall guy. Probably like seven nine. Oh, eight, <laughs> eight four at least. <laughs> eight four? Yeah, he's up there. Wow. It could have been in Big Fish. Yeah. Big Fish. The uh one of the few the Tim Burton movies. Tim Burton starts off, all the movies are good, then just one day. Hey, they're all bad. <laughs> all the of wall. them are bad. Yet the wall. Then there was like big fish. It's like, man, that was all right. Dropped in the middle of this run of that Planet of the Apes movie he did. Remember that it was like everywhere. And then now people just outright pretended that it didn't happen. <laughs> They've like they jumped from the original five Planet of the Apes movies to the new ones. And uh and they just overlook the one where where Paul Giamatti was an ape and uh who else were apes in that one? So many cool apes in that movie. Paul Giamatti was a smart ape, right? He was an orangutan. Yeah. We gotta get, <laughs> we gotta figure out what's going on here with the population. <laughs> and got that was probably in the, in the contract that he, he was only going to play in a ring. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to say this about these Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, okay, it's a Planet of the Apes. But if we're being completely accurate, it should be called Planet of the Apes and Horses. Yeah. We got plenty of horses on that planet, too. I see these apes getting around. I see these apes riding motorcycles around. The horses should at least be speaking, right? Well, the horse, I hope, I hope in the future the horses do to the apes what the apes did to the humans. That'll be good. I hope, I hope there's a planet, a movie called Planet of the Horses, and it's the horses decide to, to stage an up, uprising against the apes on the planet of the apes. Then they gotta lure humans back suddenly like, yeah, we could use a little help here. You need my help, you damn dirty ape. Charlton Heston. That's one of those guys where you're just like, is this guy an even would he even be considered like an okay actor? Like you're not even sure because they're just they're just like forces. They're not even like you don't know if they're good or not. They just are. They're, you're just getting all of them when they do their thing. What would be the best movie he ever did, Mike? Charlton Heston. Yeah. Yeah, not really a fan of that guy. Uh, I don't know. Touch of Evil? 
All right. Okay. Yeah. I forgot, yeah. Almost forgot I mean, about that. And when you said that, when you see <laughs> right, that, you're okay. just like, you're like, is he good in it? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. One. Yeah. 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 But you're not, it's like, is he, he good works, in it? He, it works in that. Yeah. It, it, you know, he, he was, he was acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I thought he was uh, inspired casting to play a Mexican sheriff. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to really say. And, and the mustache, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the mustache is the whole role. Eh, really. Just put a mustache on him. God. <laughs> Oh my god! That's all they do. Yeah, yeah. it's close enough. They drop a mustache on his face. Dyes hair black. Anybody worried that this guy is not Mexican or is just has no (laughs) no heritage or qualifications or anything? This role, it's like ah, put a mustache on him. That's something. It's like when, it's like when they put those records out in the sixties, like these, like those, like Beatle knockoff records, or they're just like, yeah, put some feedback on it. Kids can't tell the difference. Like, there's not a real rock group doing this thing. It's just like some <laughs> some forty seven year old session guys are trying to figure out what the Beatles are. It's like, ah, just put some noise, some feedback on it. Kids don't know. It's a sick world, everyone. And I'm here to tell you, it's getting sicker. It's a sick world, and it's getting sicker, to quote the the late Bob Grant. Not the late, great Bob Grant. He was not great at all. He was a nightmare of a human, <laughs> a truly evil, rotten person who somehow had the ability to be interesting while he <laughs> broadcasted, but he used his powers for evil. We use our powers for good here. At least most of us do. Did you ever go to meet him at the TikTok? At the at the, the Rio the Diner. diner. The oh, Rio the Rio Diner. diner. Was the big well, one yeah, for I'm him. always thinking. I always mix it yeah. up with the TikTok. Yeah, no, he was at the Rio Diner. You think he's a little uh, warmer in in that setting, or <laughs> he'd probably be difficult there. Too. I just go up to him. Just go up to him. Yeah, I slap that head of his like Benny Hill. <laughs> if I were to catch him at the counter at the Rio Diner, mm-hmm. I give him an old Benny Hill. <laughs> See if you get any action from the toupee. <laughs> toupee? I don't think he had a toupee, Mike. <laughs> what was it a weave? It was something. No, I think it was a squirrel <laughs> was laying on his head. I think it was Gary the squirrel. It was shifting. Gary the squirrel getting a free ride <laughs> on that noggin. <laughs> so anyway, everybody, it's the best show. We're back. We're going to have a good night. Fun time. The topic is build a commercial. We're going to build commercials. We've done the build a movie game now, build commercials. Any product we will build a commercial for. How about that? We'll figure out what the ideal commercial would be for that product. Yeah, call up 201-332-3484, and we'll get to We'll have a lot of fun with that, and we'll have fun with other things, too, because we have fun on The Best Show. It's a fun place. Best Show's fun. Right? Fun? Yes? Anyone? Fun? We having fun? Let's have fun. I'm going to play the theme, and then we'll have some fun, and then we'll get the show started. How's that sound? Sound like a fun plan? Let's do it. Play. Why won't you play?
everybody my name is tom how are you fun show fun days fun nights how's everybody doing out there tonight in best show land on this tuesday as march becomes april and the year rolls on by right year just rolls on by how about that Look at that, how the year just rolls on by. Sailing on down the sailing on down the highway, right? Just like what's his face said. Who said that? Rolling, rolling down the gosh darn highway. Brian Wilson. Honking now, honking, honking down the gosh darn highway. That's embarrassing to be an adult in a band called the Beach Boys. It's the most embarrassing thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, maybe not. Who'd we just hear from? We heard Roxy Music, because that's what I listen to these days. Roxy Music. Heard editions of you from their amazing second album. For your pleasure. You love it. I say this, when it comes to Roxy Music, love it or leave it. If you don't love it, leave it. Oh, love me, leave me, don't it at all. Anybody who prefers that rock, that, that Brian Ferry, as soon as Brian Ferry stopped going, that's when, uh, that's when the, that's when the, the, that's when the thing was over. As soon as he, uh, as soon as he started smoothing it out, there's something better about him being like, he was like Tiny Tim. He was singing like Tiny Tim. Imagine if a, if a, a, a space, a space Fonzie came down and sang like Tiny Tim, but could play piano. That's, that's what you got with Brian Ferry. And as soon as he, some of those records, I can literally hear the sailor suit he's wearing, uh, on them. I can literally hear the sailor suit. But you know, for some people that's that's what they want to hear. They want to hear the smooth sound, not me, man. Brian Ferris is one of those people, maybe not the 
he's uh, uh, Roxy Music succeed in 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 because of him, obviously. But he's hardly the uh, the sole reason why. It's a collection of people that add up to this crazy thing. And then he, um, when they start falling away, and he starts getting smooth, making music for uh, like a, like high end hotel rock. You, you're, you're waiting to check in at an upscale hotel. You hear. Slave to love, la, 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 la. don't stop, don't stop the dance. I'm like, yeah, I like when he was a weird Tiny Tim, Tiny Tim type. So how's everybody doing tonight? The number 201-332-3484. Um, oh, hold on one second. I'll be right back. Jason, can you talk for a second? Sure, Mike, Tom. Talk. How you doing, Mike? You doing good? What have you watched that you have hated lately, Mike? <laughs> I'm, instead of just coming out and asking, what have you liked lately? I'm just like, what, <laughs> what what's, hated? what have you hated the most recently? I, uh, I watched uh, The Bells of St. Mary the other day. Because I, I, I saw a, a movie... Um, by the same director, I'm blanking on the, uh, title of the movie. Let me, uh, let me get that first, which I liked a lot. It was, uh-huh. uh, Leo McCary is the director and he did a movie, uh, make way for tomorrow, which is about, uh, getting old and, and how families deal with older uh, parents. Yeah. Which is sort of a, a, a striking theme right now with me. Yeah. So it, it, uh, it was a really good movie. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I should catch up with some of his earlier movies. You know, he had some big hits. Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, I had seen an affair to remember before. Uh, but I never saw the bells of St. Mary, you know, I, what year was bells of St. Mary? Uh, oh, what is it? What is 88. It's, it's 1945, so right after the war. Um, my dad liked that movie a lot. Was he Catholic? He was not, but he liked it. Oh, yeah, okay. He respected the religion. Yeah, and it's, it's sort of a shame Ingrid Bergman is in a a nun's outfit for the whole movie. So all you see is her face, which Mm -hmm. is a great face, so she's got a lot to work with, just with her face, but, uh, I don't know. I, I was not, uh, not a fan. You know, of course, I got to work some Bing Crosby numbers into this, the thing. And oh, so he sang, there were a couple. Did oh, he, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> did he sing a song called The Bells of St. Mary? I mean, as a pastor, he kind of just walks around and sort of eavesdrops on, you know, on what the nuns are up to. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's not very aggressive in his duties. So and, he, and then when all he, he does know, is eavesdrop on, on nuns? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's at a school. Okay. And so they're, they're teaching and they're doing their thing, but he's just sort of wandering around and, you know, just sort of checking in. You never see him really doing anything except singing every once in a while. So he doesn't like I, do a mass. What is this? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Tom. I, when you, when I, I immediately asked Mike if there were any movies that he truly hated lately and he started in on the bells of St. Mary. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Sure. What is that? A, a Bing Crosby movie? Yeah. You're mad at a, you're mad at a Bing Crosby movie. <laughs> There you go. It's just kind of boring, you know? 90 years ago. Uh-huh. Was that one of those Father Flanagan movies? <laughs> I don't know what his name was. I've already forgotten. Was it a series? Did he do other Father Flanagan? Did the character live on in like eight films? Well, those... he, actually, I'm looking at it now. I think this may have been the follow-up to Going My Way, which uh, I was going to check out. But deserve I deserve to see Check it out Check it out now. He's, I think it's the same character. Yeah, he's got the, okay. he's a priest who wears a straw hat, mm-hmm. which, you know, I mean, I don't know what the straw hat was all about that he had to have with that on. I, I don't think I've ever seen a priest wearing a hat, but except those little hats that they wear once in a while. Little hats? Or like the guy on Oz? <laughs> you know, those, those, those silk, what, 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 what those silk, uh, what, what do you call them? I think, I think uh, Thelonious Monk would wear one too. Oh, like that's a, a, yeah. what is that called? That type of hat. It's sort of a pope hat. <laughs> that's, pope? that's the tall one. That's this the is tall just one. like a the, like a skull cap. I don't mm-hmm. know. Is, is that what you call it? A skull cap? Uh, maybe like a skull cap. Yeah. He. <laughs> um, so he's wearing a he's wearing a skull cap in the movie. No, no, he wears this. Literally bing, talking bing. about a Bing Crosby movie. <laughs> he's just, yeah. he's he wearing a straw hat. <laughs> a boater? I don't know. Is that what you call it? I don't yeah, know. like one of those straw hats where it's just like, he's wearing like as, if hat. He, as if he could be rowing, rowing out on the, on the, the lake. Yeah. Or the mighty Mississippi. <laughs> I guess so. Huh. Now that guy, uh, yeah, I got no time for those things. <laughs> those movies are all bad. They're terrible. Yeah. Bing Crosby. Like, but back then it would be just like people, they just all acted in movies. It's the craziest thing where you just be like, got a singing career. And then you're just also like in multiple movies. Cause back then you just like, you just had to keep making stuff all the time. Like, it's not like now where it's like, Oh, you make an album every two years, every three years. Or you do a movie every other year. Back then, it's just like, yeah, Ben Crosby's going to do nine movies this year, and he's going to play ten shows a night at some theater in in New York. I don't know how they uh, put everybody through the. Uh, how, I don't know how those how they were holding up back then. How they hold up? Yeah, I don't know. I'm like doing all- two I'm doing two podcasts. I'm re- I'm ready to go in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, this is like your Elvis films. Uh, yeah, I was telling Jason. I mean, in in the Bells of St. Mary. I mean, he's not really doing a whole lot in that movie. He sort of eavesdrops on on the nuns as they're teaching, and so he's being a creep. He he just sort of floats around in his church. You never see him really doing anything of real substance. So what's then, wrong, know, my, what's wrong, my boy? He, he's and trying then, to help uh, this this young girl, you know, who's who's coming from a, a uh, family trouble. that's having some yeah trouble the trouble the troubled fourteen year old girl. Mm-hmm. You know, that's his his main tasks in the movie. And then you know, whenever there's a piano around, he gets there and he gathers the people around and he sings mm-hmm. a song, <laughs> which yeah. is what what they wanted, right? Yeah, that's what everybody would want is a priest to break out in song. <laughs> What a fun, what a fun time that would be. Have to just look. I did. What did I do? Catechism? Is that what I did? Yeah, yeah, me too. 
I couldn't. And that's a thing that, that like parents that don't put their kid in like a, in like a churchy school, like, yeah, if you went to once, public school, like, yeah. you, you know, you got your religious education. Once a, once a week, you had, uh, once a week, I had to go take some class, supposed to be some religious teaching class at the yeah. church, and you'd go yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I never saw more checked out. It was maybe the most <laughs> checked out experience of my entire life. Uh-huh. I didn't want to be there. Uh-huh. They didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to be there. And you go there and you just hope that it was disorganized enough that they just like left you alone in a classroom for a while. Then eventually go, like, all right, uh, we're done. Like a priest had, talks for a half hour. You had to go until you, you made the sixth grade and you were confirmed, right? You, you, yeah. Did you make it, did you make it to confirmation? Oh, did I ever? <laughs> Do you still remember the name you took? You have to take another name, right? Herbie. Herbie. <laughs> Okay. Nobody, the priest was not into it. Right? Yeah. It's just like, but he, here's here's the thing. Once people made it to confirmation, you know, most families that was the end. You know, I I hung mm-hmm. into catechism until I was a sophomore in high school, if you could believe okay. that, and that was really rough. So you hung in there, and you'd just go, and you'd have to like. But it just felt so disinterested. It felt like nobody was interested in it. It just no, was I mean, like. I, and, and, you know, in the early years, you have nuns, you know, and I can't really say I had a memorable nun. Like, none of those catechism teachers stand out as, like, being particularly interesting. You know, you, 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 mm-hmm. re, you know, you know, they were just giving you the stuff. The yeah. commandments, you know, you, you had to learn that stuff and venal, venal sins versus mortal sins mm-hmm. and, you know, confession, that whole routine. Yeah. Confession's a trip. How many times have you gone to confession in your lifetime? Oh, I've gone. I, I, I not, in a, not in a long time, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm just like, you just go there and it's just like, I've seen more movies with confessions than I've gone <laughs> to confession. <laughs> yeah. Forgive me. It's always like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. This is just- <laughs> like Liam Neeson. There's been many years since my last confession. Yeah. You had to tell them how long. Yeah. And then I, I would just, you know, rattle it out like a, a laundry list. Mm-hmm. You know, I broke the, the second commandment, you know, the, the not the fifth. The fifth, the fifth is murder. Mm. I, I, I never uh, dropped that one. Yeah. No, that should have, you, what, what do you think would happen? They should do like a thing where you say the, you say the priest is just like, and then also right now we're breaking in your car while you're in the booth. And just scare him like he runs out. He go, ah, I gotcha. <laughs> right? He's just got confession pranks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> pranks. There you go. That's a show. We could sell back confession on. Pranks. Yeah, yeah. We could sell a show, Confession <laughs> Pranks, where you just like <laughs> priests prank the, conf- the confessing, the confessing people prank the priest once in a while. The wine gets right? swapped out. What's that? The wine gets swapped out in the wafers. Wine. Sure. Well, that's not as much a confession thing. Well, okay. Well, I mean, it's but, part of it. If you if you well, need another if you need a side game, that's well, all look, I'm saying. Well, look, now you're just doing mask prank. You want to do a mask prank show with that? <laughs> but what about this? If the if like the priest had a thing where he put like a little he put like a little like bowl of water that could like fill up and it makes it look like his 
his side of the thing is filling up with water. If you like look through and he's like, like he pretends he's like, well, it's filling up with water in here. Get me out. Like if you look through the vented (laughs) thing, if you just had something that just was like, if you just have, you know what I mean? Like you just put like a, like a, like a jar up against it. You start filling up with water and it looks like the entire booth is filling up. (laughs) Help. Help. Filling up with water. Yeah. And you go out to help and he goes, confession pranks. <laughs> I think we could sell this and it would be wholesome too. Yeah. This is not, this is not an outrageous show. I mean, I mean, Sal Volcano could, uh, could sell this with us. We could pitch this. This could be part of the HBO Max deal. Yeah. I think we walk this one over to, uh, to, uh, Ben Shapiro. I was just going to say, you know, why limit it to, uh, the Catholics, you know, and get, get all the religions in there, you know, and, uh, be yeah. sort of a, a general pranking of the, uh, mm-hmm. holy, it's got to get holy something in there. In holy, the prank. Holy, holy pranks. pranks. holy pranks. <laughs> holy pranks. Yeah. Shows us called holy pranks. And it's not, we're not mocking the religions. Uh, no, right. no, it's just, we're right. just having the lighter a, side. It's the, the lighter, lighter side. side. Thank you. It's the lighter <laughs> side. I just try to have fun with the stuff. <laughs> Yeah, the rituals. Yeah, you could do Fun like a can- rituals. You could do like one of those candles that keeps lighting. Can- votive candle out. won't oh, blow yeah, yeah. out. Yeah. Lots of candle gigs. Yeah, yeah, a lot of votive candles that won't right that won't mm-hmm. blow out. And- candle gags. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Let's let's uh, pitch it around. I don't know how we got here. Are you 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 went away and then from bells of Saint Mary to Holy yeah. Franks, and you turn around suddenly, boom. Turn around suddenly. It's uh, we're doing a we're doing a a, a gosh darn uh, uh, we're pitching a, a a religious prank show. <laughs> so anything, anything, anyway, anything. Man, I forgot how to talk. Been away one week. Lost control of the 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 English language. We got a great show for you tonight. We're going to talk all about uh. Building a commercial. We've done it with movies before. You build a movie, you throw out a topic, yeah, and then you throw out a genre and some stars. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. And then we would write a movie based on it. Now we're going to do it with commercials. And we can, you throw out a product name and maybe the type of commercial you want to see. And we'll write it for you. We'll fill, we'll build it together. It'll be a fun thing. It'll be like when you're at uh, at Home Depot and they say, "Let's build stuff together." Or is that Lowe's? I don't know. Uh, either one of those places. You know what those places should be called? Public bathroom. Like if you see Home Depot, that's just called bathroom. 
that's what you go there for? You usually. No, I'm saying if you were on the road. I'm saying if you were on the road. Uh Oh, okay. If you were on the road and you had to, you you need you needed a a turlet. You know, Home Depot's got one. Yeah, but it's a huge building. Yeah, where is it? I I can never find it. I mean, you know, I've never been to one in that store, but I imagine it's a long walk. I know where they are in the lows. And if it's an emergency, you want to go fast. (laughs) You have have better options? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe a Rite Aid? A Rite Aid? Oh, my God, Mike. (laughs) I've never Rite Aid. What, what, you got to go get a manager to unlock a bathroom or something? Move, like, a case of vitamins to get to the door? An emergency in a Rite Aid and... uh, no, but it, it, it was right there. You Mike. had an emergency in a Rite Aid. Yeah. yeah, it happens. Mike, you go to Home Depot. <laughs> so the way to get by Home Depot, and this is how I've gotten by Home Depot. <laughs> you act like a tough guy. Uh-huh. You just yeah. act like a tough guy. You bark. You bark at the people that work there. You go, yeah, where's the bathroom? <laughs> they respect that because you seem tells- like a you seem like a hard hat. Then and he tells you it's a mile away, and you're like. No, he goes down there by the refrigerators. He goes, thanks. Uh, but just act like a, act like a, act like you're a tough guy who's got, who, who doesn't have a lot of time for chit chat. Cause you, you go just like, you, like if you go in the Home Depot, you go just like, yeah, where are the, uh, where are the screwdrivers? Just bark it at Because if you go in, you're just like, hi, I'm looking for a screw. Then they know, they know you're not handy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then, then you're a clown to them. You got to go in. You got to play the game at Home Depot. You got to play their game. You got to get a neon shirt. You, you got a neon bright, bright neon shirt. Oh, you're not trying to. You're trying to be an imposter. You're not trying to pass as a employee. Well, that, I mean, that would Where's be the like break room? the easiest route. You know, you just I started here today. Where's the break room? I've done that at a Target or a Best Buy. Vest. Yeah. Hold on. You've done what? I've worn like a, well, it was by accident. You go into a Best Buy and you're wearing like a yellow polo and people start asking you questions. And if you're wearing a yellow polo, you're a manager. So they thought I was mm-hmm. knowledgeable and I actually mm-hmm. helped them pick out a fridge. Uh-huh. You actually sold them a refrigerator. I sold them a refrigerator. <laughs> I did. I went yeah. through all the specs with them, found a real manager, and, and then like, uh, then they got. I could the get d- you this for like ninety nine dollars. <laughs> That's what you say. Yeah. This refrigerator. Yeah. You know what? I could swing a deal. Here's the uh, offer code on it. Just go to the register. Go to the register. Tell them Gus said, uh, "Give me eighty percent off." Gus. Yeah, they go. The, yeah. Oh, by the way, Gus said I get eighty percent off on this refrigerator. Who's Gus? <laughs> I don't know that guy. He's wearing a yellow polo. It's like, oh, there he goes now, leaving with a with a shopping bag yeah. from our store. Yeah. Oh, Gus. Give me give me a call, please. Give me a call. All right, let's do this. Okay. Uh, 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 not a not a long one. Give me a good fun. Quickie. Okay, fun quickie. Please. Here we go. Line three, you're on. Best show. Hi. Hello. Tom, hey, how you doing this evening? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Tom, this is Nate from Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Nate from Pottstown. What's up, Nate? Tom, Nate? I gotta say first N-A-T-E, of all, yeah. Nate. You, yes, 
with an, uh, the capital N. Well, I assumed it was a capital N. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, I'm a, a long time first time. Been and you're from for, Pottstown, PA? You got it. You know how I know? Because you went, yeah, I'd hope so. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that sounds a little bit like one of your familiar callers. I thought I was a little further out from that, uh, from the center city. Nah, it's okay. You're, you're for, you're for, look, I think it's a point of pride. Be no, proud. Be proud. You got, you got a Philly twang. I just said center city and I think that, um, it rang kind of weird in my ears after you, uh, pointed out my Potsdam, uh, vernacular there. I think it's great. Thank you. Yeah. So what do you, what, 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 what you got for me, buddy? So, I got a couple commercials, but I think I got to take it a task really quick. Uh, I think Mike was right on the Rite Aid bathroom thing. And no. nobody brought this up. I was just listening live. Um, Rite Aid has everything you need for a bathroom-related emergency, while Home Depot doesn't. What's that supposed to mean? Well... I mean, they have uh, anti-diarrheal, they have uh, toilet paper, they have, um, you know, hand sanitizer, I mean, all that kind of stuff, soaps, all that, all those things you can... Hey, what do you think is going on in a Home Depot bathroom? I don't know. What do you, what do you think, it's a hole body? in the floor? No, 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 no. No, I'm saying to purchase on your way out. Oh, to purchase if, you know, on your way out? They sell that stuff at Home Depot. Oh, really? Oh, right. Well, I mean, in the home goods section? I don't know. They got I mean, cleaning supplies. They got all that stuff. Well, now, I'm not talking heavy duty or industrial. No, neither stuff. am I. Neither am oh, I. Okay. Okay. Right. No, I'm I, talking I that stuff that, neither. Right, but what about, like, medication and that kind of thing? Like, what if you're in, you know... On a road trip. What about medication? Well, you should probably just go drive right to a doctor if this is your condition. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I, I didn't mean it to go off on this route. I just thought that, that was... That's all right. You know, no, Rite no, Aid is more of a general store as opposed to a Home Depot, which has more of a you know industrial feel to it. My friend, I was saying you are looking for a turlet. You see mm-hmm. Home Depot, you know there's a turlet in there. That's all. It's as far as it goes. No, 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 totally. No, I was just saying that maybe Rite Aid would be a better solution in case you know you had. Um, well, again, you might want to you might want to consult with a physician if you need to. Uh, if you need to buy um, toilet don't, paper don't, after don't going to the. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've been there. Anywho. So what do you got? You got a thing for me? What do you want to ask? Uh, build okay. a commercial? Yeah, let's, can we try that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I'm thinking like Elon Musk and like Musk Industries, right? He's What's got a commercial his for that? He's got his Starlink satellites. He's traveling to Mars, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing that reminds me of, and maybe this is, because I'm crazy, is Paul Verhoeven movies. Wait, what are we talking about here? Well, all, like, his, like, crazy sci-fi 
you know. Wait, no, we're trying to, uh, what commercial are we trying to build here? I don't know. So I'm crazy. So I'm talking to uh, Hang, hang up on this guy. This guy is, God, God bless him. Nice enough guy. I, I did laugh pretty hard when he said, very, uh, very sure of himself. Paul Verhoeven movies. I like, yeah. I saw where he was okay. going with that. He, he, I don't know. I, I'm not sure where he was coming from. <laughs> God bless him. God bless him. First of all, he need, he might need to just consult with a physician in general. If he needs to buy bathroom supplies after going to the, to the, using the facilities, that might be an issue. There might be a larger uh, concern there. But, uh, you know, God bless him. So, uh, let's, uh, wait, 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 we got, uh, which lines we got? We've got one, two, and five. Give me five. Five, here it is. Best show, hi. What up, douche? Plotron 5000 in the, his house. Oh my goodness, it's Aaron. <laughs> yeah. This is Darren from work. Over, you know, work with this guy, consolidated cardboard for a long time. I've worked with him. Like a lifetime, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Darren? Well, it's funny. First, I want to say, I, I you know, as you know, I've, to- I've toyed with other intros over the last few years, but I realize it's like, I don't know, it's like new Coke and classic Coke. It's, why mess with perfection? Everybody would only end up demanding the original. And from what I'm hearing, they had been uh, demanding the original greeting. So there it is. Who's been demanding that original greeting? I've heard there's been talk about it. <laughs> the people are talking about it? I've heard people are talking about it, and there's been some debate about it also. Mm-hmm. About About whether when you call the best show... Right. Which, which of your stagey, uh, intros you do is really a point of conversation. Oh, from what I've heard, yeah, it's, it's big, it's big talk among, uh, uh, around the water coolers of Newbridge. Look, mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. I've heard anyway, you know. Sure, um, sure. Hey, I, I do, I do have something for the topic, if that's cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I think would would be a good commercial? What's that? If those Joe Namath Medicare ones were were even longer, and they also incorporated the cartoon general from the general insurance commercials. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, like it would be. So like, what, uh, what are they advertising? Both products. I think both. Yeah, maybe something new, like I don't know, like a new variation of toilet golf or basketball, some other sport, some other toilet sport. Sure. So if they had, what if it's like toilet football? Because it's Joe Namath. It's a good idea. And then they're just like, "Hey, it's uh, Broadway Joe Namath here, and I want to tell you all about uh, toilet football." And uh, a friend of mine is here to also talk about it. That's the general. Well, hey, Joe. <laughs> Is that what he would be like? Hey, Joe. Well, I think it, I think it'd be like, hey, 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 Joe. Hey, hey, oh, I, mm, mm. I, don't know, I, I, I had the voice earlier, but 
Hey, you had the I lost, you had the general's I lost, voice. I did. I lost it. It's good. I don't know. I'm feeling like Skip Bittman when when he was on the Sammy Maudlin show. Remember that? Rom, Rommel, Rommel, you magnificent, <coughs> you magnificent bastard. Nah, I don't have it. Yeah. I don't want to go any for, any further with this because I really just don't have the voice. Is that okay? Sure. No, no, that's fine, Darren. I get it. It happens. Okay. It's, you don't get the voice, you know, and then it, then it just nothing. It don't it don't it doesn't work. It's like why press on, right? Yeah, well, if you get it back at any point during our conversation, feel free to go back into the general. Sounds like a plan. Hey, um, I don't know if you know about this, but um, you know, Carolyn accounts unmentionable at work. Mm-hmm. We had a couple nice dates. Really? We did. Yeah, yeah. Nothing really came of it. You know, I. I guess I knew she wasn't the one when she revealed that she didn't know that the Village People released a new romantic album in 1981. I mean, mm. it's like a relationship needs to be built on a solid foundation, and that just sure isn't one. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just the idea who, how could you ever go forward with any sort of relationship if um, she's not aware that... Uh, the village people tried to rebrand after after the initial concept dried up as a new romantic band. I know, and 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 to top it off, she'd never even heard of the single from that record, which of course was "Sex on the Phone." <laughs> so, but you know, what, what, what's that? Truthfully, she ended it with me because I told her she gave me hardening of one specific artery, which I know in retrospect was a very dumb thing to say, and I'm seriously embarrassed uh, that I said it, but I thought we were vibing. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a pretty dumb thing to say. That's that's kind of uh, that's a pretty that's 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 pretty uh, outrageous and, and offensive. I know. I, I know that now. I, I knew it then, too, but I just thought, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you learned it. Hey, uh, you knew it now, and, but then you also knew it then. Well, I, you know how, like, you say something and it sounds terrible as you're saying it? Mm-hmm. It was like that, but, it, it, but uh, to be honest, it, it was terrible even, like, five seconds before I said it. I just, you know, sometimes you just, you just got to roll the dice. Like, you know you're playing with fire, but you kind of couldn't help it. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's almost yeah. like, I know you probably do this thing that we all, all did it as, as kids, but I, I still do it, too. You know, the, the whole finger in the light socket thing. Sometimes I need to do it. I don't do that. You do that as an adult? Oh, um, no, I don't do it. No. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, it no, sounds like you don't. No. Yeah, no, I, I sure don't. Um, yeah, hey, when's the last time you did that, Darren? Be honest. Um, what uh, what time is it? It's uh, it was uh, you know, it was a pretty long time ago. It was four thirty. So today you've done it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, will you get a little rush from it? No, it's more, it's it's full on pain, but I don't know something I I I crave it. Very odd. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's a part it's a part of my life I don't want to talk about with you. Okay, fair enough. Is that okay? Just because yeah, fair enough. We go way we go way back, you know. So, mm-hmm. look, he, oh, here's yeah. why I'm calling. Here's why I'm calling. All right. Okay. 
as you know, Mayor Hindenburg is way gung-ho on fully opening up Newbridge on April 30th. Yeah. Oh, I know. Basically, well, you know, basically it's to inject much-needed cash into Newbridge after he gambled away everything in the city's coffers on that lawnmower pulling contest he had with the mayor of Dankbridge. Did you see that? Um, it was embarrassing. It was totally embarrassing. And, and I don't know why he even made the bet, because the Dankbridge mayor, he, I mean, his arms were the size of Tommy Lee's bass drum in the Don't Go Away Mad, Just Go Away video. It's a little something for our pal Rob and the pop metal kids out there. No, I, I think it's cool that you're you're, well, I think it's weird that you're playing to different people with whatever. It's a big bass drum, huh? It's a big one, I, like like twenty eight at the smallest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, one of the big ideas Mayor Hindenburg had to announce Newbridge's grand reopening is mm-hmm. a big comedy show at the Newbridge Comedy Arena, and it's going to take place that day, April thirtieth. Yeah, crazy. And you know, I I don't really agree with. The, the mayor's decree that it's going to be illegal to wear masks at the show, and I certainly don't agree with all of those it's time banners that he's plastering all over the city. But I am hearing that Newbridge is at 97% in terms of vaccination. Of course, that's after he threw in a year's supply of fun dip with it, every shot. And, and Tom, between you and me, yeah. I've heard that the fun dip had been sitting in a storage container down at Port Newbridge since, I don't know, like 1999. So it's possible there's going to be a whole new outbreak of something. Yeah, maybe like some sort of fun dip-related virus. Maybe fun dip 21. I I can only pray that we don't, that there's no fun dip-related pandemic. I hope, I... Let us pray. Not right now, but at some point, you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I let us pray. But here's the thing. So many comics are dying to be in front of a live audience at, at this point that yeah. they're all agreeing to do it. So this thing is looking like it's going to be the greatest assemblage of comedians on one stage since, I don't know, comic release one, four, six, and 18. It's going to be a huge deal. Sure, sure. Well, well who uh, who's... Who's performing at this at this huge event? Well, they haven't they haven't announced it publicly yet. But you know, as you know, my my father Darren Daryl Plopit, sorry Daryl Plopit, yeah. he he designed the comedy arena, and so he's always CC'd on all the pre-announced concert scuttlebutt, and that's why we always get such great seats whenever Trans Siberian Orchestra, Zappa plays Zappa, and Chickenfoot come to town, right? Yeah, all the big, uh, all the all big acts, that, the the biggest acts, I guess. Yeah, all our faves. So the roster hasn't been finalized yet, but I mean, this is turning out to be a who's that of top shelf comedy. So far, it's Jim Gaffigan, Sarah Silverman, Chris Rock, John Mulaney, Amy Poehler, and Tina Fey, Bob and David, Stephen Wright. Andy Kindler, Patton Oswalt, Todd Berry, Amy Schumer, Tim and Eric, Maya Rudolph, and at least, I don't know, seven or eight more. It's going to be crazy. Wow. 
whoa, that is a that is a huge lineup. I can't believe I can't believe how solid that that bill is. I know. And and the coolest thing. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I am. They want to spotlight the local Newbridge comedy scene, so they're going to pick one local act to perform during this thing. Oh my God, that's that's really cool. That's that's seriously cool. I, I thought you were going to say something ridiculous, but that's pretty amazing. Because especially when you consider how many great Newbridge local comedians there are. You know, I, I mean, know, is I there know. is there any idea who they're going to pick? Yeah. Who? who? Us. Wait, what, what do you mean, us? The Yuckinghams. No, 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 no. You mean the, 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 the improv troupe that we formed literally one month before the pandemic started and and we haven't even done a single rehearsal or even conversation about comedy since the pandemic started? Well, yeah, but come on. We were really good at that one rehearsal we did have last January. I mean, we also, okay. No, that was a fun, that was fun, but it was the beginning of something. And also I did not sign off on that name. The Yuckinghams. Nobody refers to laughs as yucks anymore. That's such a hacky concept. And, and even less people are going to know that it's a play on the name of the band from the sixties of Buckinghams. I don't know. I think a lot of people know about them. And, you know, I'm hearing a lot of talk lately about their hit kind of a drag. And there's been some debate over whether that or Hey Baby, they're playing our song is their best song. Where is all this debate going on? I don't know. I'm just hearing about it. You know, I'm on the street a lot. I hear things. Don't you? Mm -hmm. Not like that. I'm maybe out on the street a little less than you are. Um, I think so. I think you're right. I'm I'm still I'm like the Iggy of Newbridge. I still got my ear to the street. You're the who of Newbridge? Iggy, Iggy Pop. Iggy. Yeah, okay. You're the Iggy of Newbridge because you have your ear. Okay. Well, All well, right, uh, man. Say, all right, man. I got my ear to the streets. All right, man, I got my ear to the street. It's me, Iggy. Is he there with Iggy? Put Tom back on. No, that was me doing that. You know that was me. No, it wasn't. Stop flattering me like that. I thought it was Iggy. You know it wasn't Iggy. It doesn't make sense that Iggy would be here with me. I don't know. I was going to test you and say, hey, Iggy, what's your real name? Well, it's Jim Osterberg. See, I got you. It's Jim Wentzworth. Wentzworth? Oh, you're right. I looked it up. Yeah, you're right. Sorry about that. Well, that's all right. Well, that was me again. It's me. It's me the whole time, Darren. Okay. Oh, well, let's just, let's put that in, in our quiver for the show, okay? Cause I, you're good at that. We're, you're no, good. we're not. That's not, ha- it's not happening, Darren. Well, look, it's not going to, um, okay, what? Well, look, I, sure. 
there might be more seasoned comedy groups in Newbridge, like, I don't know, uh, the Creamy Nougat Players, uh, Juice Box Killers, uh, Frankenstein's Mobster, uh, the Craptastic Four, the Grateful Dorks, Young Gifted and Hack, uh, Teenage Fun Club, the Sal Lads, Lactose Intolerance, um, Half Animal Part Party Machine, Diminishing Republic, uh, Six Feet and Roy, Big Brother and the Whole Dang Company, and the Grand Nieces of Soul. But, you know, my old man pulled some strings, and he told Mayor Hindenburg that if his baby boy's comedy troupe doesn't get on that bill, he's going to activate the clusters of weapons-grade stink bombs he secretly built into the arena for an occasion just like this. No, no, no. This is, yes. This is, no, this is... Darren, this is bad... This is this is a this is uh this is my worst nightmare actually. I got to say you're you're first of all the Yuckinghams the way we got on the bill terrible terrible and the the threats the underlying threats with it worse. That's worse. That's not better. That's worse. But the 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 part for me that's the worst is that Mm-hmm. We're, we're novices at best when it comes to improv, Darren. And we're not, we're, we're, we're so far from being ready to perform anywhere other than maybe like an open mic night at a comedy club. We're probably not even ready for that, let alone a venue that holds what? 12,000 people? No. And, and, and it's going to just be bad because all these people in Newbridge are going to be mad at me uh, because we took a spot that belongs to somebody more uh, uh, accomplished and more deserving of that, like a like a comedy troupe that belongs in that slot. Like, I mean, Funkin' Go Nuts, Toilet Trouble, Floptimus Slime, Slam Dance Daddies, Drunk Minions, Dear Diarrhea. Mission Improbable, Yucks and Giggles, Gritty is My Mom, We Bought a Zune, Fart in a Bottle, Heinous Diarrhea, Minions with Diarrhea. Any of those troops deserve that slot more than we do. Well, look, they they are all good. I give them that. But we deserve this just as much as any of those acts because we're older and cooler than they are, quite frankly. We're older and cooler than them. I think so, yeah. Oh, and how cool is this? My daddy made sure to insist that the Yuckinghams get a great slot. Not one of those things at the start of the show when all the morons are finding their seats and buying their giant tubs of popcorn. Check this out. There's going to be this incredible segment where a hologram of Richard Pryor does a really cool, intense bit with Dave Chappelle. And... They wanted to put us on between that and Chris Elliott and his dad Bob's hologram doing a, a really funny but also a really touching bit. But I said, no way, man. The Yuckinghams aren't nostalgia. The Yuckinghams are the future. So now we're between Eddie Murphy doing his first stand-up set in decades and this SCTV Q&A moderated by Scorsese. Should be really cool. Oh, that's way too much. That's way too much pressure for for what will be our first public appearance. No, we can't. Come on, Darren. 
Oh, come on. This could be our, our biggest break ever. Any one of these titans of comedy has the power to open an S-load of doors for us. And look, I know you're feeling some pressure about this, but I've got it just as hard as you. I mean, even though I'm the group's silent prop comic, I have just as much pressure on me. I mean, what if I drop one of my rubber chickens or my sproing noise, ma- my sproing mo- noise maker doesn't work? It could be a disaster. Well, that would like, that would be a disaster. You're not wrong. That would be bad if you dropped your sprung noisemaker. Um, like I, I hit the button and there's no bang. Because it always, uh, it just gives it gives the the jokes that little extra, like oomph, when that noise happens. It, it but does, you know, but so so that's something that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't, I, I can't picture that we're going to be doing improv in front of Martin Scorsese and the cast of SCTV. Well, we're do, we're doing it and we're going to be great. And I, I didn't want to tell you this. I can't get my shot until a few days before the show because of all of my illegal trash burning citations. So we're going to have to rehearse over the phone. But um, don't worry, because we've got a lot of great ideas. I've got this thing about airplane food. Uh, Mike's going to do his If Trump Was in the Avengers thing. And um, Rex has some things about cancel culture he wants to get off his chest. So that could be really cool. And since since you have showbiz juice, I thought you might do a short roast of some of the other comedians on the bill. Turns out Jeff Ross can't be there because of his illegal trash-burning citations. So that scene is wide open for you. And frankly, I, I'd love to see you bust on, I don't know, Eddie Murphy, Amy Schumer, Martin Short. That, that could be really funny. Oh, Darren, this is, this, is, this is a dangerous scenario. This just makes my stomach... My stomach is doing uh, backflips, imagining oh. this. Well, have you have you tried Tums? Remember they had that that great uh, that great jingle Tums for Tums Tum Tum. I do remember that one, and that was that was actually what got me to start taking Tums. Was that? And if I'm correct, the Tom was the original Tom in the commercial back in the '60s was Tom Seaver, but then in the '70s it was Tom Scholes from Boston, right? It was. Originally, it was Tom Seaver, major league uh, pitcher Tom Seaver, the late, great Tom Seaver. And then was replaced by uh, Boston, uh, the guitarist for the band Boston. And then Tom who was Schultz. it in the 80s? I can't remember. Tom Selleck. It was Tom Selleck. Yeah. And then in the 90s? Who was in the 90s? Hanks. It was Tom Hanks. How about the yeah. aughts? I can't remember that one either. The aughts was uh, t- uh, was Tom York. It was Tom York. Okay. Yeah. It's clear that it's you now, though. Well, look, I've I've kind of I waited my turn. Now I'm the Tom. It's pretty cool. When it comes to, I think it's my tum tum. I love it. You know what you're gonna love? What's that? The fact that Nikki Dolan's of the Monkees is going to be at this show also to auction off some monkey stuff for charity, 
And I think it would be really fun if part of our set, you told the U.S. Open story about him. Oh. First of all, this is I not... Think his... people, I, I think people would love it, and, and he seems to have a great sense of humor about himself, right? Yeah, no, he seems like he would really eat it up to have somebody he doesn't know start coming out and telling a story that makes him look... uh makes him look arrogant and and imperious. He would love that. This is Darren, this is a mistake. This is a, this is a mistake. You no, this you is a this is a Ploppleton this is a Ploppleton special. Look, I know you think I know you think we're not ready, but we certainly are. And like you're you're a good comedy guy, and and that's why I think you're going to be excited about what I'm about to tell you. No, oh, that uh, you have more to tell me. That scares me yeah. more. This is this is the best part yet. So there's going to be this this big all star improv jam at the very at the climax of I'm sorry to use that word at the climax of the concert. But you used it a second time. I like how you. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, um, a few of the big names that I mentioned earlier are, are going to participate in this improv thing, plus a bunch. And, of, like at what point? I, at what point in the evening? This is the grand finale. It's like okay. everyone's done their stuff. Everyone's drained. Okay. But, but wait, there's more. There's a final layer of this thing. It's going to be these well-established, you know, big names, and then also also big names, but these are improv masters, guys like Ian Roberts, Matt Besser, Brian Husky, Paul Shear, John Ross Bowie. They're all going to be part of this, too. It's like the titans of improv. And I volunteered you to represent the Yuckinghams. Please, no. Please, no. So check it out. I've been doing some research on improv, and I'm pretty sure I've I've got this nailed. Okay? Okay. Basically, there's this thing called the tap out. And basically what this is, is when someone in the improv group, they're, they're either like they can't think of an idea or, or, or they're stuck on something. Okay. Another impro- improver rescues them by tapping them on the shoulder and then kind of sliding in and, you know, and making whatever, trying to, trying to take the, the concept to a different level. Mm-hmm. And so... You know how they say when you're a new inmate in prison, you should go up to the, the biggest inmate and punch him in the face to earn the respect of him and the other inmates? Yeah, that's what they say. With the, the I don't know how true it is, but go ahead. How, I want to see where this is going. Well, people are talking about that. There's, been, there's a little debate about it, but I, I, uh, I think we all agree that it does happen. Okay. All right, so I think it would be a really cool show of confidence and power if you tapped out Tina Fey or Ian Roberts like 10 seconds after they start doing their part of the improv. Talk about a vulgar display of comedy cojones, right? That is a big mistake. That is, a, that is, that is maybe the biggest mistake, that I would go up to these, these legends these masters right. of, of comedy and improv, and I tap them out as like a, a show of power. Yeah. And I think also, I think the tap should be preceded by a, like, I don't know, we'd rig you with one of these things where it goes, and then you tap. 
Oh, okay. Just so, so just in case it wasn't humiliating enough, I should yeah, I should you, also do a buzzer sound. Yeah, and then you do your thing, you know, which will be great, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, all right, and, and also there's this thing called yes end, and basically, basically that is you're you're supposed to go along with the concept another improviser is laying down. You don't refute it. You you basically go along and acknowledge that concept as what's true. And then you add to that concept. And I think it would be a flagrant showing of improv intimidation if you went the other way with it. Say, like, um, I don't know, Brian Husky begins his portion by saying, you know, I, I went on a cruise in the spring of 2018 and I saw Tim Burton take a number two in the pool. You bust in and say, that's weird because I know for a fact you were shooting Veep in the spring of 2018. So I don't know what's, what's true and what's not true. I think Brian and all the other improv guys would, would defer to you at that point and, and for the rest of the night, like, who is this god? Or they would look at me that I don't know the absolute basics of improv, which I don't mind you. I've seen a, I've seen a bunch of improv. I, in terms of the, the inside, the, it, I'm new to doing it. They would not look at me as a god. They would run me off the stage. That's bad. That's bad, Darren. Well, I don't know. I think, I think it, it could be great. I think you should really do it because, you know, Oh no! Oh, uh-oh. What? Looks like the cat's out of the bag. Someone must have leaked the news about the show because it's. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's all over fucking social media. This thing's going to be bigger than I expected. I mean, oh no! Oh, they're what? just listing it as as you solo, not the yucking hands. Well, you know, I guess that makes sense because you are the biggest FT in the group and. That's probably why your your phone is blowing up right now with people asking about this whole thing, right? Oh, D- Darren, my phone. Look at look at. The, I mean, these like I, I, Ira Kaplan. Oh my God! I just look into people writing me. Uh, Coco from the Ets, Tony Shaloub. Oh my! I really. Jake Fuglenest. Is this a mistake? Is there a set, is there another Tom Sharpling or is this you? You're sure about this? Have you ever been on a stage? This is, this is, what did you get me into, Darren? Oh my god. No. This is so, this is so great. It's really heating up too. Partly because I've been sending out provocative tweets from the Yuckingham's Twitter account this whole time. Okay. Great. Provocative tweets. Like Mm -hmm. what? Um, hang on, let's, let me find one, one of the better ones. Uh, oh, um, hey, at, at David Chappelle, at Jim Gaffigan, at Sarah Silverman, etc. there's a new comedy sheriff in town, and his name is Ed Tom Sharpling and the Yuckinghams. Hope you don't suck that night, because we're sure not going to. Don't pout when we send you home with your tail between your legs. And there are other tweets that aren't that even keeled. Mm. I don't know why you would do that. Oh, you know what else is cool? We've been getting a ton of new followers after Rolling Stone picked up on this a minute or so ago. This is Rolling the Stone. thing ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite magazine ever. Right, I know. Isn't that cool, though, that you're in it now? 
They know about you. This is not cool. This is a disaster in the making. And I think you're, you're, I feel like it's now going to, it's increasingly falling on my shoulders. Oh, no, Tom. It looks like David Cross, uh, Tim and Eric, and Patton are really mad at you. I thought you guys were all friends, but after reading their responses and their DMs, I, I, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I would, I would not be happy with me either. Oh. I would not be happy either. Well, look, anyhow, this thing is going to be a blast. I got to run. My ex, Sheila, is making fajitas, and she said I can come over and eat with her and her new family if I bring some caronas. All right, so adios, muchachos, and I'll see you at the phone rehearsal. We're going to be so good, all right? The okay. phone rehearsal. This is, Darren, no, please get me out of this. Okay, we'll do a Zoom. All right, bye-bye. Darren, no. Uh, this is not good. Not good. Not good. What am I going to do? What are we going to do now? We got any calls? We do. Full phones? No. 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 We got one open. Well, one open's fine. We'll fill it up. Okay. 201-332-3484. And also, let me just say this. For the last couple years, I've been working on this book, a few years working on this book. It's called It Never Ends. And lo and behold, it comes out in July. Finally. The day has come. The announcement has come. The book's coming out in July. July 6th. It's coming out. Get ready. It's called It Never Ends. I'm telling you this. It's the best thing I ever did in my life. Best thing I ever wrote by a a mile. And you can check it out. Go to TomWroteABook.com. Now, this is what I'm saying, everybody. You pre-order this thing. You pre-order it. It's going to be, we'll have, we'll have something exciting for people to pre-order the book, but you got to pre-order it. That's what you got to do. Go pre-order it. Go to TomWroteABook.com. It's got links to all the places you can order books, big and small. Not just big places, not just small places. You go, you order it, and then you'll get the, you'll get the book. You get the book. It's, and I'll, I'll say this. Dudio, will you read this book? I can't wait to read it, honestly. Okay. Well, you're going to get an advance. I'm going to send you a secret, a secret, uh, secret copy of the book. Oh my God. Yeah. I cannot wait. I, I'm, you've worked so hard on this, man. Uh, I, I cannot wait. Mike? Yeah, definitely. Oh, you'll read it? PDF? I'll say, I'll, I'll shoot you a copy. I can get you a copy. Thank you, man. I'm telling you, you better not. Look, if you don't like it, that's fine. There's no way you don't like it. I'm telling you. I went all out on this thing. All out. And you want to hear some of the advanced reviews of this thing? Yeah. This is what John Oliver said. You know who John Oliver is? Yeah, I've heard of him. 
This book is unflinchingly honest, deeply affecting, and just relentlessly funny. If you read it and don't like it, it's 100% your fault. Not my words. The words of John Oliver. The reviews are pouring in. I'm going to get you guys copies of this thing. Should I send one to Pat? He might might not want to read. That's fair. Sorry, Pat. (laughs) No, I know he's dying to read. No, no. I'll get you guys. You guys got to see it. Yeah, I cannot wait. And we're going to do all sorts of events and things. We're doing everything we can as the build up to this book coming out. Surprises and things and whatnot. And if you want to talk to me about if you, I'm telling you, if you run a, 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 if you run a newsletter for, for, uh, for a senior center, I'll talk to you about the book. I'll talk to literally any, any ink I can get for this thing. I got to get down and dirty with this, this thing. I ain't got the muscle. I ain't got the muscle of uh, Obama. He puts a book out. Everybody knows it's coming. I'm listening to this Oliver Stone audio book, the audio book for his book. And by the way, people who want to know whether I'm, whether it's going to be an audio book. Yeah, there will be. There'll be an audio book. Am I going to read it? Eh, you'll find out. What do you think? All I want to do is flap my gums. You think I'm going to sit out the audio book? All I do is flap my gums. Have you already recorded it? No, I have not. This Oliver Stone audio book is, uh, it's like one of those 15 hour ones. And I got about four hours to go and he's still making Salvador. I don't think we're going to get to present day in this book. This one clearly ends with, uh, platoon. And then there'll be a part two, I'm assuming at some point. It's pretty good. Do I like his movies? Yeah, not really. I got no time for those movies. I got maybe the least funny human alive. <laughs> he, I mean, truly no sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And like when he tries to be funny, it's always like, I figured I would make a reference to the mischief maker Puck from Shakespeare. Like everything's like always like, Nothing's actually funny. It's all, it's all like satiric and it was a comment on, it's like, okay, it's a comment. It's not actually funny though. None of it's funny, but I got to say, I like hearing the guy talk. <laughs> no funny anecdotes the- like uh, Michael Caine, no brown trousers. Uh- oh, he's got some stuff. Uh, he's actually got some Michael Caine stuff because they <laughs> did the hand together. Uh, oh, okay. The Hand, Mike, was, <laughs> yeah, was I, one of I Oliver Stone's that, first movies. I don't even know what that is. It's a movie where uh, he lost his hand. He <laughs> okay. was an he was an illustrator, I believe, and then he lost his hand, and his hands out there uh, moving around. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. This book I did it never ends. It's the funniest thing. You're ever going to read, you're going to laugh. I said it, I said it years ago on the show. Years ago, I said it. I predicted how this book was going to go. I knew how I was going to do this thing. You're going to laugh. It's going to be funny. And you're going to laugh. Then it will get less funny 
and then you'll start crying. And then it gets funny again. But now you're cheering. You're cheering the way you cheer on Seabiscuit or, or, or uh, Rocky or Rudy or any of those heroes. And then you're on your feet cheering as, as I go through each adventure. <laughs> do, you, do you think this book will alter the course of the show? In oh, the, the best show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's all yeah. different after this. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> it's going to be a demarcation line. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm eager to, to read it because, you know, just from the blurbs, it, it sounds very deeply personal. No, about oh, things it, you've never discussed on the show before. Oh, oh I held back. I'm a, oh, oh, most of the stuff <laughs> in this book never been on the show. Yeah, I held back. I've I've been flapping my gums for 20 years, and I uh-huh. still held back on multiple mm-hmm. stories, knowing it was meant it meant for the book. Mm-hmm. So just do go to tomwroteabook.com. And just pre-order it, and you tell people there's a book coming, retweet it, pre-order it. You ain't going to go wrong with this book. I'm telling you, you ain't going to go wrong. I guarantee I guarantee you'll laugh. I almost guarantee you're going to cry. But I guarantee you're going to be like, you know what? I read your book, you magnificent bastard. You did it. But except I'm not Rommel, that who that who's... That was aimed at. I'm not Rommel. I'm not a <laughs> literal Nazi. Uh, I'm looking, looking forward to see if it makes me cry. There's only two books that have ever made me cry. Yeah. The Adventures of Augie March. The Firm. And no, not The Firm. Uh, Death in the Family. Well, that, that one kind of obvious, but, uh, that's a tough one to get, get tears. Can can you think of a book that made you cry? Um, I dropped Infinite Jest on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. <laughs> that made me cry when I dropped Infinite Jest on my foot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> and that, those are the kind of laughs you're going to get in this book. Mm-hmm. You want to get a preview, almost 300 pages of laughs of that caliber. Now, everybody, I don't come around here telling you to buy stuff. We do the best show. You support it through Patreon. You help us out that way if you can. But the show is free. The show is free. We ain't behind no paywall. We provide so much content, and I've done this. I ain't held out on you. I don't make you buy everything. I don't make you subscribe. You can't hear it because if you don't pay. No, the best show's been free every, every, uh, gosh darn week since the beginning of time. And look, I'm old. I got these kids working on the show, Jason and Mike and Pat. And <laughs> these kids, they were just a, they were just a twinkle in their, their daddy's eye when I started doing this radio thing. These kids. I've been at this a long time. And I'm here to say, this book is the real deal. I gave it, I gave it my all. I gave it my all. As if, uh, as if this is the, I'm not, I'm not going to start barfing these things out. This is the book. And I'm very proud of it. And you should pre-order it and help me out. Help me help you. Is there an index? No. 
Oh. No index. Got to read the thing. What are you going to scroll through for your name? <laughs> yeah. 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 This, this, this guy gets the book. This guy gets the book first thing, goes right to the back. <laughs> AP Mike, AP Mike. Page 83 to 85. Page 167 to 172. Done. <laughs> uh huh. Tell you one thing, you guys are in it. I, I hope, I certainly hope you don't, uh, hope you don't have too much hope pinned on. It's not about you guys. No, no, I, I, yeah, hey, don't. that's enough right there. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. what that's about, why I was going to say, you know, I look it up. What about that, that one time we went to Ikea? Is that in there? No, it's not. Huh. Okay. Don't worry. You're in there. You're, it's like Prego sauce. It's in there. <laughs> Perfect. It's in there. Another commercial. Yeah. So seriously, though, it never ends. I'm going to try not to make this gross. I'm not going to turn this show into a, a a gross commercial for this book all the time. We're going to do a normal show, but I'm going to mention it consistently because that's what we need to do is to get this book. Uh, people people got to know. People got to know. I worked too dang hard on it for this thing to not be known. TomWroteABook.com. So what do we got? We got any calls? Yeah, we got some. We got some calls. Let's let's hit it. Give me a good one. Line two, you're on. Uh, hello. Hello, hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Sharon in Los Angeles. Uh, how are you doing, Sh- Sharon? Shannon? What was your name? Sorry, Sharon, like Sharon Stone, but in this case, Sharon like. Okay, how are you, Sharon? I'm pretty good. Enjoying the show. Congrats on the new book. I can't wait to read it. Why, thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you. Well, for, uh, well, what are you up to in Los Angeles? Uh, just, uh, well, right now, listening to the show, enjoying the Roxy music talk and so on, but uh, in general, trying to run a record label and make music and stuff. What kind of music are we talking about, Sharon? I, I got a spectrum of music that I work on myself, but... In general, like the punky electronic kind, I like to say. Who 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 are we? Who are we sounding like when you say that? The screamers? Who who you were referring to? Oh, the the one of the bands on the label is very inspired by the screamers. Um, I would say me personally, the pop group Heaven Seventeen, Clock DBA, the early stuff. Mm -hmm. Where you at on Vince? Where you at on Vince Clark? You like Vince Clark? I love Vince Clark. Yeah. What's especially, the best thing Vince Clark did? Depeche Mode, Depeche Mode to Yazoo, but Yazoo is maybe maybe one above. It feels it feels a little more triumphant for him. Yazoo, Yazoo, yeah. Feel a little more triumphant to you? I get it. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, because Depeche Mode, I, I like some of the later Depeche Mode stuff, so it doesn't really feel like a Vince Clark project in total. Even though the, the first record was great, but uh. Imagine yeah, this guy saying this Vince Clark. Imagine this. He's a, he's a, a, a young, young guy. Band blows up. He's in this band, Depeche Mode. It's him, three other goofballs playing keyboards and, uh, uh, and, and singing. And then suddenly the other guys in the band, he comes up with just can't get enough. They don't like it. They're like, yeah, it's too poppy. Guys, like I just wrote the b- b- biggest song any of us are going to be ever be involved with, and they're yeah, like, "We don't have- love it." 
and then it becomes a top 10 hit. And then you know what he says? I'm out of here. I'm out. Vince Clark quits after the first album. He's in his early 20s. Can you imagine just quitting this band you're writing the hits for? I do find him a little bit relatable in his sentiment. He's a, he's a very nerdy guy. He had different interests. But then he goes and he makes a demo song for a song called Only You. And he brings it to Depeche Mode. And they're like, we don't like it. They didn't like that song. They didn't like it. And then he says, okay, well, I'm going to get somebody to sing it. So he gets this, this, uh, a young, young woman sings it. And then she does the demo, Allison Moyet. And then suddenly it's like, well, I guess this is a song and they put it out and it's big. And then they record albums and they don't even get along. And that's the second band blows up. This guy's got these bands that they're blowing up before they even get started. It's the second one. So then what does he do? He starts a project called. Can you name it, Sharon? No, 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 no. The assembly. The assembly. I feel bad. And he's like, we're going to do this record. It's going to be me and all these rotating singers. So he gets this one thing and he gets this song. It's one of my favorite songs. It never happens to me. It never happens to me. You know that song? I think so. Never, never. I don't know the band. Never, never. So then that falls apart after one single. And it's like, is, is Vince Clark always going to be the guy who starts a band and then it falls apart before it goes anywhere? So he finds a, a young lad who's looking to be a singer of a band and he's maybe a little poppier than what Vince is uh, into, maybe a little more disco dancier than what Vince is into. Andy Bell, and then they record as Erasure, and then guess what happens when they do their first record? It bombs. So now he's like, what happened? Is it over before it began again? No. He goes to the back to the drawing board, starts working, and then you turn around, and Erasure's been around for 30 years now. He did it. It's an impressive portfolio. Yeah, it is. Everybody happy they got the story of Vince Clark on the best show? Better be. A little, a little history lesson. You can buy my book. I'm going to buy the book. I'm going to period it as soon as I get off the phone. Well, as okay. soon as the best show is done for the night. Well, that's good. You you do whatever you want, just as long as you buy it. That's all I need. I need my help. So anyway, what do you got? So what's the name of your label, Sharon? Supply Chain Records. You can set me up with some some uh, some catalog. Uh, you will get all the music for free for as long as the label keeps putting stuff out. Oh, well, that is the nicest thing I ever heard. You, you drop me a line. We'll we'll make this happen. I want to hear some of this music. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, so what is your band way. called? Well, I have I have three different projects. 
I have Sharon Like, which is like the dance music stuff. I have one on the label, Pink Gaff. That's the punkier one. That's the latest single. Um, I guess I wasn't supposed to tell everybody that it's me because I, I was supposed to keep things mysterious. But uh, Pink Gaff. And then I have a band. And actually, to bring this all the way around, a few weeks ago you said that you would be willing to produce a record, potentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the time or place to ask. But uh, the third one is Trade Show, which is the band, which is me and a few friends. It's kind of a rotating cast of people. Um, and it's really talented players, but it's all improvised. Okay. And what, what kind of instrumentation are we talking about? Well, I sing and do like vocal effects and synths and stuff, but then it's mostly just uh, your standard band stuff with guitar, bass, drums, um, sometimes violin, hopefully violin for the future, uh, saxophone, uh, trying to get a trombone in there soon. I got a great friend who plays trombone. Okay. Are you excited about when the getting the shot? I'm so excited. Yeah. I can't wait to play the shows again. I don't know how it's all going to work yet. So I, I can't get too excited about it because it's been this push pull the whole time, but mm-hmm. I'm ready. So, so you are saying when you talk about producing, what do you want me to produce your record? Yeah. The, well, the um, trade show, right trade right. show record specifically because I, because it's an improv project, it's kind of a jam band. So this would be your opportunity to shape a jam band and potentially, you know, push it in a direction that's more acceptable to you. Oh, that would be exciting. But you guys are not literally a jam band. You know, it's, I mean, because the songs aren't written when we show up to the show, I would say it's different from, say, a fish where there's like an outline. Mm -hmm. It's it's just like live. uh, And the last show we played, the, the note was like kraut rock is kind of what it adds up to. Okay. I like it. I like it. So you get that kind of that. How long does the average song go? Well, sometimes the set can be like a continuous 45 minutes, hour and a half. Sometimes we only get 15 minutes or 10 minutes. Um, but as far as the songs break down, I mean, they can be, I would guess like three minutes to 10 minutes. Okay. That's a good amount of time. That's good. That's good. So, uh, so, so yeah, so you tell, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk turkey. We'll talk turkey. We'll talk turkey. You got something for the topic? You have anything else that you want to talk about or, or? My, my, I was gonna, cause I didn't know the parameters of the topic, so I was gonna ask for a commercial for the label, but it seems like we kinda got there already, so. No, no, we're gonna figure out a good commercial for. What's the name of the label again? Supply Chain Records. Supply Chain Records. Who would be a good spokesperson for the label? Well, I was actually gonna ask, um, for Iggy, but like Iggy not knowing anything about it, but we kinda covered that earlier in the show, so. I have a launching off point. If you got an attention span for it, I'll, I'll go through it quick. But there's this record, it's a house record from like 1988 or something, uh, by a group called Two Cut, that's two, the number two, 
K-U-T, called Rock That. And on the record, there's a sample, and it's uh, Blixa Bargeld. And he says, I'm, hello, my name is Blixa Bargeld, and I don't particularly like this kind of music. Um, that's not a very good German accent, but uh, that's kind of the minimum amount of advocacy I want on the commercial. It's just for the person to be there. And books mm-hmm. might work, but if you've got a... So you want, you're looking for the equivalent of like when that, when that Dosekis guy is like, I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I prefer Dosekis. Where it's yeah, just I like... Be, I would be totally happy with that. Cause that's that kind of thing where you hear that and you're like, he's not screaming about the beer at me. He told, he doesn't even always drink beer. And when he does, he prefers Dosekis. He doesn't just automatically only drink those. It's like, right. that's, 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 uh, that's kind of, uh, next level advertising. Cause they're getting you to think like, Oh, that's a three dimensional person. They're not just screaming about the beer. They're making it seem like this guy's choosing it of all the things. He just chooses it. It's like, yeah, he doesn't exist either. This is not real. He's different than the other people pitching beer. No, he's not. He's not real. Well, look, so you want to get a thing for supply chain records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Iggy Pop would be like, hey, supply chain records. I want to tell you all about supply chain records. I heard it's yeah, a good I, label. It's worth checking out if you got some free time. Like that kind of thing. It would be like, like if you got some free time, it's worth checking out. Like they just act like, yeah. hey, you take it or leave it. Like yeah, that's the, those, that's the secret to advertising. I think is when they make it, make you think you're in control of the thing. If you got nothing well, better to do, check some of the music out. See what you think. Yeah. Okay. That sounds, I that like sounds it. perfect. Yeah, it's it's like a cool, it's a mild nudge. Mm-hmm. I like it. Anything else? Um, I mean, if if we if we have time for another commercial, it's a great New Jersey company. I'd like to plug, and I have no stake in this other than my band name being called Pink Gaff Gaff Tape Pro Gaff, specifically Pro Gaff. It's a New Jersey company. Um, they've saved my life and my job and, uh, I just, I just love some gaff tape. So if there could be a commercial for gaff tape, pro gaff specifically. So pro gaff tape. So, okay. You want a commercial for some pro, pro gaff tape. Who would, who do you want to do that? (sighs) Okay. Who would do gaff tape? I mean, my default personality character to go to, because he's he's pretty good, is Christopher Walken. Uh, then let's hear it. You do, you do the Christopher Walken. Let's hear your Christopher Walken. Oh, impression. my buddy can do it really cool. Oh, shoot. Hold, hold on. Give me a second. You can do it. Oh, well, I, I, can I start with a... If a pretzel is a quality pretzel, it doesn't need salt. It's just a fact. Um, so if a gas tape is a quality gas tape... You gotta go. I like, I like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank Hopefully you. Hopefully that moves some units. 
Reach out to me. We'll talk, we'll talk turkey with this music. Will do. Thank you very much and you have a good night. You too. Hot phones. Okay, talk for one second. I'll be right back. Okay. Mike, is there a number two movie you hated in this batch? That's, let's, let's say, is it a movie that was made after 1980? Well, I went back. I, I, I generally don't hate watch. I think I mentioned that, uh, <laughs> no, I, that. I don't do I that, that, but people do that, right? right I mean, they, they do. They know they're, they know going in, they're not going to like this, but you know, they think they can laugh at something. I got I have a better question I want to ask you real fast before we get into this though. Uh-huh. How far into a movie does it typically get? Like, are we talking like 15 minutes in, 20 minutes in before Mike is like, nah, this isn't for me. Where does it turn? Uh-huh. I don't turn things off. That's the problem. I try right. to commit to whatever I'm going to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I, I don't look for bad stuff, right? You know, on purpose. But is but it usually, I, I, is it I usually collect- early on that you're like, yeah, this isn't going to be good, or do you at least get like halfway and then you're like, yeah, it went sour, went sour. Well, well I can talk about the uh, the uh, uh, best picture of the year, Nomadland. You hate Nomadland. Uh, here it goes. Here it you goes. Hate Nomadland. It's gonna go off. I don't know what Nomadland did to this guy. It, it just bored me to tears. Mm-hmm. And, and the characters weren't interesting. They, they're, you know, they're, they're saying stuff, and I guess they thought it was sort of profound, and it's it's not. So it was just, yeah, it, it was really annoying. But I, I still predict it's going to win the best picture. You know what I uh I think is probably gonna win Best Picture. I think still uh I really still think the Impractical Jokers movie's gonna slide <laughs> in there. <laughs> I think it's gonna get a fair amount of write in votes. Is that streaming someplace I could find it? I haven't seen it yet. I think it's streaming. Okay. Yeah, I think you can rent it. I don't think it's on any yeah. of the it might be on HBO Max now though, if you have HBO Max. You know what else is on HBO Max? The Schneider Cut. <laughs> oh, God. Did you watch? I, I still don't even know what that is. Well, here you go, Mike. So I'll, I'll give you the lowdown on the Schneider Cut. Uh-huh. There's this cool. guy. There's this guy, Schneider, right? Mm-hmm. And he's not good at making movies. Mm-hmm. Seems like a nice guy. Don't seem so good at making movies, though. Uh, he made, uh, he made, uh, 300. Which, uh, oh, that thing, yeah. Which, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 300, which, I mean, to me, I see, I see th- 300, I, I see that. I watched like 10 minutes of that and I was just like, <laughs> it just seemed like a computer, yeah, demonstration, uh, movie or something trying to show just like what you, uh, could do with, with computer graphics. Like they were just clearly yeah. just on a, on a sound stage. It's hard on the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So then he made that and then he made Dawn of the Dead, the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which was, which I did enjoy with the fast zombies. But then Schneider hasn't made a whole lot of anything good after that or before that. Um, he, um, so then Schneider, um, made this, uh, Batman movie. It was Batman versus Superman. And it's one of the most boring things I've ever seen in my life. And correct me if I catch me if I make any mistakes here, uh, dude. Yeah. No, you're right you on, like, on the money. You so like far. all this nerd stuff. All the nerd stuff. <laughs> um, 
So then Schneider makes this uh, Batman versus Superman, and it's one of the it's a as as I said when I saw it, it was so boring. I saw it at a noon show on the Friday it came out, packed theater. Now these DC fans are a troubled lot. Uh, they, I think they think superheroes are real. <laughs> Some of these people, the way they act. Yeah. I think the DC people think superheroes actually exist. Like they come out of the theater and look up in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because think about it. Batman is boring. Batman's boring. Batman's fine, but it's still, uh, he's slightly on the boring side. Mm-hmm. Superman, maybe the most boring <laughs> character in all of fiction mm-hmm. is boring. Wonder Woman ain't no great shakes. Flash. What? Green Lant? It's just like one's more boring than the next. But they're so dry and serious and humorless. I think Oliver Stone did. Any other, other, the other good thing about Oliver Stone in this audio uh, book is that he says, I, when he says ideas, he says ideas. And it is very, it's legitimately, uh, endearing. No pun intended. Ideas, ideering, endearing. It is endearing to hear him say, when I was working on Salvador, I had so many ideas for the movie. And he sounds a lot like Garrison Keillor, by the way, too. He has a definite Garrison Keillor uh, thing going on. So then, yeah, so then Schneider makes this Batman versus Superman movie. It was so boring that I was in the theater. I had to look at the peanut M&M bag on the floor because at least it was the color yellow, and it was helping keep me awake with this movie. It was so boring and so drab. Like Superman's costume. What color is Superman's costume, Mike? Blue? No, it's gray. Oh, it was gray in that one? <laughs> it's just it's like a, a dingy, a dingy gray covering maybe what was blue and red at one uh-huh. point. Uh-huh. How about what color do you think Batman's costume is? It's like black. No, it's dingy gray. Dingy gray too. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so then they're fighting, and then they find out that their their mommies have the same name or something like that. Is it one of the dumbest things I ever saw in my life? So then it's all building up. Then the next thing he did was Justice League, right? It's all building to Justice League. Because then you have Batman vs. Superman, which is awful. Then Suicide Squad, which had this amazing trailer for it. And then you see it, and it's like, it's the worst thing I ever saw in my life. How'd that happen? Uh-huh. And then it's all building to Justice League. And then Schneider's making that movie, and then he has some personal tragedy in his life, which is uh, legitimately sad, and has uh, had a child. He lost a child. Um heartbreaking and again seems like a nice guy when you read interviews and stuff seems like a decent decent sort just these movies are not so good so then they get uh, another guy to finish it some uh i forget who they got to just do it yeah they get him to do it he's terrible too so he makes a different awful movie 
finishing Schneider's one movie. Then all these fans are like, the Schneider one would have been the good movie, but we never got to see the good one. And they wouldn't shut up about it. And I'll say this. To their power, uh, to their credit, these fans wore everybody down by moaning, by whining and moaning for five years. Oh, wow. To where finally the studio's like, fine, we'll put the Schneider cut out. Because they're like, release the Schneider cut. Release the Schneider cut. That's like when they did, and they had a big thing at at Ferguson. I remember one time the fans of the Schneider cut all gathered with their tiki torches. And (laughs) no, that was not that. And then they celebrated on January 6th. The, uh, when the word, the Schneider cut was coming, they decided to go to Washington DC and celebrate. (laughs) And contain their glee. They couldn't, no. <laughs> and they just wanted to go tell all the, the senators about yeah. it. That's all they wanted to do. All they wanted to do is make sure yeah. Mike Pence and Nancy Pelosi knew that the Schneider cut was coming out uh-huh. and that they just sh- should subscribe to HBO Max now so they yeah. get, they can get it. There's, there's not going to be any problems. Four That's hours just want. echoing throughout the hall. Yeah. Four hours. Four when hours. He, when did he become one name? He, he He's a one name person. Who, Schneider? Yeah, yeah. What's his first? I don't even know his first Zach. name. What's his first name? Zach. 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 Zach Schneider. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I didn't think that was his first name. Yeah. I thought it was Clark. Clark Schneider. I thought his name was Clark <laughs> Schneider. I could be wrong. No, I well, think, we should I think, check I think that. you're right. I mean, I, I think I saw The Dawn of the Dead, The Fast Zombies. I think I did see that mm-hmm. movie. That sounds right to me, though. I like Dawn of no, the Dead. The Schneider, so then the Schneider cut comes out on HBO Max and it's four hours. Oh. And it's in 4-3. All right, 4-3. Do you know what 4-3 is, Mike? Yeah, it's the aspect a ratio. Right? It's yeah, a ratio. Yeah. All these old yeah. movies. Yeah, 4-3 is uh, the way, the way, uh, uh, Treasure of Sierra Madre looked. Bells of St. Mary. Bells of St. Mary, yep. <laughs> Bells of St. Mary, yeah. Yeah. So, so this Schneider, Clark Schneider goes and makes this thing. Oh, Andy Kindler's saying it's Rob Schneider. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's the same <laughs> Schneider, though, Andy. Uh-huh. You should call in. I, I, I actually, I, I think I, I upset found, him very much. I'm sure you, I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, I know a thing with, with Andy was that it was very exciting. He got, uh, the shot. He talked about it publicly. I'm not saying anything. He posted about it, but then the people at the, at the, Vaccine place saw his uh, his uh, special and they asked for it back. <laughs> they asked for it back. Can they do that? They asked for the vaccine back. <laughs> I think they, they have really, the technology to do they, that. Yeah, yeah you can cough it up. It's like a, it's it like back. a full body drain. <laughs> they took it back. Back. No, so it was. Uh, yeah, so the Schneider, the Schneider cut is four hours, and it's like people are like, Batman curses in it. What? Okay. It's a big deal. Batman curses in it? Okay. I, I, I got no time for that. 
But you know what? At some point, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But you know, Mike, what I've been doing lately? Yeah. I found a video store out here in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. That's right. A straight up old video. Not the way, not the way, not your idea of a video store, which is, uh, 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 <laughs> uh which is a, uh, beaded the room. Trun- the trunk of a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the, the trunk of a Datsun hatchback, <laughs> which actually would not be a trunk. It has a hatchback, so it doesn't have a trunk. Um, no, it, uh, it's a video store. It's called Video Tech. And Mike, I'm telling you, you go to this place. It's like a blast from the past. Cause I've been watching all this. There's this thing on Netflix now where it's like, yeah, I saw it. The last blockbuster. Yeah. And it's like, oh, remember video stores? It's like, yeah, I was just in one yesterday. <laughs> it's amazing. You go there, they got every, they got everything. It's like, it's like, it's, it's so, it's so curated and so oh, nice. amazing. Tell DVDs? anybody. DVDs, DVDs only? Blu-rays, Blu-rays, oh, DVDs. Blu-rays. Yeah, cool. Yeah, plenty, whatever, whatever it's out on, they mm-hmm. got it. VHS? VHS? I don't know if they got any VHS. Are you playing gotcha? Were you Mike Wallace? <laughs> mm, yeah. So I'm telling you, Videotech. And it's not a it's not a commercial for Videotech. Uh-huh. I, I got I bought my own membership. I bought my own thing. I'm looking for no freebies. It was a fun thing to do. You know, I I watched that uh, the last blockbuster and yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just thinking it was such a fun thing to do. Even, you know, uh, bu- well, bookstores are sort of dwindling and record stores are dwindling. Uh, bookstores are coming back, Mike, because so? uh, it never ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Uh, I've, yeah, I've, heard, I've heard there's okay. an upswing in bookstores now. <laughs> yeah, Borders is back. Uh-huh. Borders, they're literally bringing Borders back now to accommodate <laughs> my book. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's a. Uh, no, I know what you mean. These things that that were we that were treasured mm-hmm. institutions, yeah, are a little a little uh, they're they're on the ropes here and there. But mm-hmm. the record stores are doing what record stores are 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 yeah they're are they've made a way. yeah they made a little comeback with vinyl. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I saw Ami- Amoeba's about to reopen, or have they already? In uh, it reopens any day now. Man, it looks amazing. Any day now, Amoeba will be back. So this Schneider cut, I ain't got time. I can't, I can't do it. I wish I saw it, but I wish I didn't have to see it to say I saw it. <laughs> I, I watched, I watched it. Yeah. Of course you did. Yeah. Cause you love all that superhero stuff. I, I do. I don't, I don't like that sort of superhero stuff though. Just wasn't. What do you me. mean? Was just gritty and not fun? Yeah. At all? I mean, I liked the I liked the Chris Nolan Batman films. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean that there was still a lot of action, a lot of things happening that that excited you in those films. For Justice League, it's just, yeah. I think I'm still I think I'm still in the theater watching that third Chris Nolan Batman movie. <laughs> I think it's still happening. That one not so good. Batman. Is that the one with the boat, the ferry? No, that's the second. That's oh, the second okay. one. I, I can't even keep them straight in my head. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Well, it's very simple, Mike. The first one, Batman fights Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> yeah. The second yeah. one, he fights the Joker and Two Face. Okay. 
And the third one, he fights nobody until the final four minutes of the movie. (laughs) He gets thrown in a pit for two and a half hours. Uh And you're just like, hey, Batman gonna, uh, Batman gonna do anything at any point? (laughs) Kind of said Batman on the poster. Yeah. I'm looking at my ticket here in the seat. It says Batman on it. Uh It doesn't, this, this one was not called Batman. Was it called Batman? Dark Knight Rises. Dark, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. In the last four minutes, he rises. <laughs> that one should have been called Batman gets thrown into a pit. <laughs> if, if they were going to do, if, that, if it was going to be truth in advertising, it's like Batman gets thrown into a pit, then rises in the final four minutes. Wow. And it was yeah. over fast, and then he's having a socially distanced uh, meal in France with Alfred. Yeah. What a what a rip off that third Batman movie was. Ay ay ay. Should really should have just been called Batman gets thrown into a pit, then eventually <laughs> rises in the final four minutes, rips off Bane's mask, and that's kinda it. Then you get to watch him eat a croissant. Should be they could have just as easily called that movie Batman Eats a Croissant. <laughs> For, for, he rises for about the same amount of screen time as we watch him eat a croissant. And Bane is the character you can't understand when he speaks. Yes. Yeah, so that the thing is, on his mouth. That's the one that talks like this. Batman, go. Look here, Bane. I go, what's wrong, Batman? How are you enjoying it in that pit? I don't like it in the pit. <laughs> You'll be there another four hours, Batman. Yeah, I, I, I got no time for, uh, man, I would, I would, I would watch the Schneider cut if, yeah, I don't want to do stunts. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. What is this? I want to see people. People got to retweet my dumb uh, book tweet. 2,000 retweets. No, 1,000 retweets. I got to get a 1,000-2,000 ratio on this. 1,000 retweets, 2,000 likes. And I'll sit down. The second I see it hits that, I'll put on the Schneider cut, which I do not want to watch. <laughs> but it's never going to happen. People aren't going to retweet this thing that much. And also, I'm working on Ahoy. People should just know I'm working on Ahoy, the show in which I go around reviewing fish sandwiches from different fast food places. I've lined up two guests for it. Oh, wow. And I'm trying to figure out a co-host. I'm th- I figure, what if, what if Ahoy was like a strangely high profile show somehow? Would like a, like an audio Anthony Bourdain type thing? Or no, if I got like, if I got like, like, oh, all the guests are on Ahoy for some reason. (laughs) What if you match the uh, sandwiches with wine? Go for a little. That's a very different show, Mike. A high, high, lowbrow. You you get everybody in there. I'd be eating in a parking lot. (laughs) Be uncorking a bottle of wine. (laughs) So I'm going to be in a Burger King parking lot. Corking a bottle of wine, pouring. I thought you were going to be at home. Breathe. You know, I didn't oh, realize you're going to do eating. this. 
on the scene. Okay. You can do, right. you this can stuff do a, fresh. You can okay. do a twist. All right. A twist. Burgers got, these fish sandwiches can't get all cold and mushy. See, I missed a drive through now. I got to get these things when they're hot and fresh. <laughs> huh. Batman. Now. So we're working on Ahoy. That should start in a few weeks. I will watch the Schneider Cut if I get... If I get a big boom going here for my book, uh, book announcement tweet, which again, it's a book announcement tweet. Give me, give me some glory, huh? 1,000 retweets, 2,000, uh, faves. How many to, uh, record a commentary? Yeah, we'll talk about it. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be enough for me to burn four hours of my existence. But if you're doing it as the, it happens, okay, what do I got to watch the flash? Uh, what a boring hero. The flash. He runs fast. Oh, okay. What's his power? Oh, he's fast. Okay. You do anything else? Nah, just runs fast. If I was the flash, I'd run backwards and then turn time around. Uh, no, I'd go forward so the Schneider cut would take five seconds to watch. If I was the Flash, I'd go the other way. And people are saying now, just like, are there going to be bootleg copies of the book? Is Mike going to have a... No, Mike's not involved in the selling or marketing of this at all. So don't don't go look. Get it? It's AP Mike's headshot going to be on the cover? No, it's not. It's not at all. It's going to be nowhere near the cover. What if he sells a uh, like gold Sharpie signed version on uh, Bandcamp? As long as he's buying the book, he can do whatever he wants. He could buy them and then throw them in the uh, throw them in the sewer. As far as I'm concerned. And you know what? Also, I, I want uh, the only book I'm in competition. With, look, part of me is in competition with every book that's ever been written with this. <laughs> From the Gutenberg Bible all the way to, uh, this Oliver Stone book now. Um, anything since the printing press was invented. I'm up even up against cave drawings with this book. <laughs> I'm looking to beat cave drawings. Anything that's ever been done, uh, uh, Philip Roth books. Moby um, Dick. Moby Dick. Yeah. All the books. Yeah. I'm in competition with. But especially, I want to really, you know who I want to, you know who's, you know who, uh, uh, I, that, that, that magician, that, the, 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 the crying magician has a book out now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. That's, that's out already? Yeah, he put a book out. Oh, uh, yeah. What's it called? Uh, it's, The Crying uh, Magician. Another title oh. you can't remember. No, nah, I can't remember. I don't know. What was it? <laughs> Cry, watch my tears disappear. I don't know. That's my only competition, that crying magician with that special. And then Andy Kendler wants to know if I've seen the new movie, The Flash Drive. That's that's why they wanted the shot back, Andy. Just, just give us the shot, Mr. Kendler, please. <laughs> Go in that line. <laughs> yeah. We do have Pat with us, by the way. Pat, how are you? Good. Congrats on the book pre-order. Thank you, Pat. You're a class act. 
the only one of the three who said congrats. The only one of the three. <laughs> Mike, Mike, where's my free copy? Am I in it? Is there an index? I was wondering if you brought up the Gutenberg Bible as a reference because you recently watched um, a TV broadcast of The Day After Tomorrow. I did not. I did not watch The Day the day After Tomorrow, the or the Roland Emmerich disaster movie. Yeah. Yes. The one where I, they the one where they run where they outrun ice. Oh, they yeah. outrun ice and the bad guys are wolves. Well, the bad guy was weather. The bad guy's weather, but also wolves. I'd say wolves three. were like the weather's henchmen. Yeah, but no, I, I watched the recent TV broadcast of it, and um, the Gutenberg Bible is part of the movie, which I forgot all about. It's in the library. They won't let them burn it for uh, They won't heat. let them burn it, yeah. All the other got books all got all burned. Whole library. Most of the books got burned, yeah. I will say this. When they were making, when the, when the South Park, uh, duo was making, uh, that puppet movie they did, Team America, right? Mm-hmm. Originally, and there's no joke, they wanted to do the, that script was floating around. They wanted to do that as the script for the puppet movie <laughs> before they wrote Team America. They wanted to, to see if they could do a puppet version <coughs> of that script. Little showbiz uh, behind the scenes there, huh? Really? I'm totally serious. There's no way. They did well. They didn't make it, right? They, so somebody said no. So like the scene where that they're like walking over the mall and that guy falls in. That would have been a puppet falling in. They wanted to do a puppet version of it. Yeah, I got I got to see that now. Would well, they didn't do it. They didn't even do like a mock up. Like no, spec? they didn't do anything. They were, they were constant, they, I guess they saw, wanted to see if they could, if the studio would grant them the rights to do that. And they're like, no, we're going to make this as a real movie. God, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Jason, your, your memory of that movie is pretty good. It's did one of my favorite movies. It is. Did you recently see it as well? No, I just remember it. I, yeah. I, there are movies that I rewatch on a regular basis and that's the day after tomorrow, uh, Twister, mm-hmm. 2012. 2012, yeah. I was hoping would be on after it. It's a good it one. Wasn't. That's a good twofer yeah. right there. Yeah, there I haven't, that. I haven't watched cable TV in a while, but, uh, it, it was interesting to, to remember, oh yeah, I'm going to have, um, six minutes of movie watch and then eight minutes of commercials. And I'm going to, I'm going to sit through three and a half hours of this. Yeah. <laughs> just, just because that's what I'm doing tonight. And, <laughs> and I didn't question it. <laughs> It's got, I like, it's got a, his favorite movies are Day After Tomorrow, Twister, uh, 2012, Schneider Cut. Uh, not um, the Schneider Cut. Oh, hold on a second. I think the Criterion Channel's on the other line. What? <laughs> Hello? Yes? Oh, you need a new spokesperson? I'll do it. Channel? I, I can recommend, uh, a real film buff works yeah. on the best show. Real, 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 real cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Two disc, Blu-ray, San Andreas. Yeah, yeah. We could do that. I did real, real arty cinema, uh, fan. I did see all three of those movies in the theater though. That is the genre I love. Did I see all three in the theater? Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I didn't see Twister in the theater. Opening night. Okay. Twister, Twister was, uh, I didn't see Twister. I saw the other two. I took a date. She broke up with me soon after. Mm-hmm. Probably from taking her to see Twister. I love what? that that was, that was back when, um, that was when the movies were like, uh, it was like, this is about a Twister. They're chasing Twisters and they're the heroes. <laughs> it's like, who are the bad guys in it? Well, the Twister's kind of a yeah. villain in this movie. But then there's these evil weather people, like evil, evil meteorologists. Greedy, selfish. Yeah. Meteorologists. Yeah. They're in it for money. What? Hold on a second. When you think about it, the people that made Twister are evil, the cinema version of evil meteorologists. Yep. They're not, they're not making some art movie. They're making, they're making the, I love when they make some statements just like, they're in it for the money. They don't have any love for the thing. It's like, well, what do you guys have making the movie Twister? You guys have some great love of cinema. You guys are doing the movie equivalent of profiting off tornadoes. Disaster flicks. I'm old enough to remember the disaster flicks. Yeah, I mean, look, you call, you get that stuff secondhand. Again, the kids on this show. <laughs> Poseidon you know, they, Adventure, Towering Inferno, those are yeah, good. Earthquake. I mean, you probably got that. Your you, your grandpa probably watched those. <laughs> but I was there when those backdraft. Came. Don't forget backdraft. Yeah, that was the later. Yeah, that was one of the last backdraft. ones. Backdraft. Yeah. Ron, Ron Howard. I did have a follow up for Jason on Twister. What do you got? If Jason, if you had to uh, categorize the, the 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 heartache of the breakup the same way that they did the the uh, the twisters, how would you categorize the breakup? Like, would it be an E or an F, and what number? Uh, probably an F five. It was an F that was that big of a breakup. Yeah, it was a bad breakup. I uh, it was I was it was in high school. It was probably it was my first breakup. Uh, she was supposed to come over and watch the America. I had rented the American president. Oh, so that was going to be the, the rom-com to follow up the disaster. Yeah. I was going to make up for my, my twister mess up, wow. uh, with the American uh, president. And, uh, she called and broke up with me on the phone oh. and I, uh, watched uh, the American president by myself. That's, and it's an F5. Wow. Yep. I'm sorry, man. There you go. Wow. But look, if that didn't go how it went, he wouldn't be right where he is right now. True. On the Criterion Channel. On the Criterion Channel, uh, doing a show live, <laughs> live from the, from the mines. <laughs> I'll say this though, the, uh, you know, IFC used to be a, a, a channel with a lot of integrity, the independent film channel. Tonight they were playing um, back to school starring Rodney Dangerfield. So that how counts. long before the Criterion Channel ends up showing <laughs> Twister? Playing no, there was a, IFC at a point said, um, yeah, our, our channel doesn't stand for independent film channel anymore. Like they're like, that's not what we're about. It doesn't stand for that anymore. It's like, well, then why is it called IFC? 
What the, that, that has to stand for something. No, we're just called IFC. But not that does not mean independent film channel anymore. Because I remember I, I, I was working on a thing there and some executive was, um, I was, I was giving them the business and I was saying like, Oh yeah, I saw, uh, great, a great movie on independent film channel was, uh, Eraser starring, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Great, 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 uh, dedication to independent cinema. A lesser, a, 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 a lesser Schwarzenegger movie. And a smaller budget. Yeah, only $180 million. <laughs> it's kind of independent. Now, Pat, have, yeah. you, have you seen this Schneider cut everybody's talking about? No, no, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not seeing that. No. You're even... more of a Joker man. <laughs> I did see Joker. Joker man. And, uh, yeah, that's that's as far as I went into the DC verse in mm. recent years. Yeah, the Joker. Because I said I would watch this Schneider cut all eight, all, all four hours if people get my book tweet to uh, to take off. But we'll see. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Don't look yeah, like the, it's going to happen. The the Joker was. I saw it and I, I was convinced that I liked it because the cinematography is so good. And, you know, you're kind of like tricked into thinking it's a better movie than it is. And then you sit with it for a while and you're like, you're like, that wasn't very yeah. good at all. Yeah. But you were in Joker. I wasn't in Joker. I was an extra, but it got cut. Yeah. Well, I don't like so Joker I, anymore. I guess I'd be interested in, in seeing the Schneider cut of Joker to see if my scene was in that. But. Uh, so you're no. saying, so that's saying that Schneider would slide in and do his own edit of a movie he didn't make. Yeah, yeah, I would watch the Schneider <laughs> cut of Joker. I, I'd, I would love that for Twister if he got in and added twenty more Twisters, re-edited Twister. Yeah. How was there nobody at the Capitol on January 6th in Joker makeup? That's, <laughs> I'm serious. That's a serious really good question. Point. How was yeah. there nobody who was there? In full-on Joker makeup, doing the acting like the Joker. Was I there? I think there were. I think there were a few of that. What, what's what's the? Uh, I don't even. I can't remember the name of the movie. The guy with the uh, goatee, that mask. Uh, for what's that movie? I think some people had that thing on. V for Vendetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that a whole thing. other thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole other thing. But the Joker, the Joker was. That movie, it was, the, it was the, it was like a, it was like a, a superhero version of January 6th. <laughs> yeah, the end of Joker, uh, yeah, so there were similarities, yeah. Yeah, they should have been like dancing down the stairs of the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> they should have been doing a little dance. <laughs> Great song too. Uh, not hacky at all. Rock and roll part two. Uh, Come on, guys. We got to tighten it up with these film, uh, these film scores. You know, movie I just watched had a great film score is He Got Game. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. And it's got, uh, 
Public Enemy did songs for it, but Mike, do you know who did the, the who did the uh, score for the movie? It's not it was not written for it. It was music that Spike Lee uh, scored the movie. Oh, with. I know this one. I don't. I don't remember. No. Pat, do you want to tell Mike who it is? It was Prince. No, it was not Prince. Oh. No, that's Girl Six. Oh, right. He got game has uh Aaron Copeland music. Oh, I didn't okay. know <laughs> All through it. And it's amazing. It really yeah, works. Okay. It, it right. works seriously. It's shocking how powerful it is. I'm pretty sure and I saw it. It was a while. What year did, did that come out? 99? Yeah. Oh, 97, wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah, 97 because uh, Summer of Sam, I think it was 99. It had a Public Enemy soundtrack too, didn't it? It did, yes. Yeah. They, they did the songs and the, but the music, like the score was Aaron Copeland. That's amazing. We got any other calls here? We got three calls. We'll do these and then we'll wrap up. I got, I got to get my legs under me with this. Uh, it's, it's been a roller coaster ride for your guy. And I'm telling you seriously, this book, let's see. I feel like I'm just doing commercials for it. Now I got to stop. Never mind. Okay. Let's <laughs> take a call. All right. Here we go. Line four, you're on. Bashel, okay. hi. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is Danya in Nashville. Sorry, I'm trying to pause this show right now. Yeah, I'll just close it. Okay. Can you hear me? I can. I can hear you. I was How are you? To hang up. <laughs> no, I'm not good? hanging up. Danielle, you said. Danya, Danya, like Danya. Danya How are you, Danya? With a D. I'm good. Pretty What's good. going on down there in Nashville? Uh, not much. I just ordered It Never Ends, so I'm very excited about that. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. We have a little um, pizza party down there. Where's the best place to get pizza in Nashville? I pizza person. I like Romans. It's pretty good. Um, uh, I couldn't say. I, I, like, I haven't really had much takeout just in general okay. for the past year. So, okay. but Romans is good. Alright. Dominoes. <laughs> Dominoes? <laughs> Come That's on. Cheap pizza. You don't like pizza. uh, If you don't like pizza, you don't like pizza. That's fine. I do like pizza. I just haven't had um, takeout for like a long time since the pandemic. You've been been doing all your own food Uh, cooking during the pandemic? Yeah, I've been cooking at home quite a lot. I I made vegan lasagna for the first time the other night. Mm, How was that? Yeah. It came out really good. Surprised me how good it was. I, I followed good. the recipe from the, the vegan black metal chef video. Okay. I don't, I don't know if you've seen any of those. But I have not seen pretty that. Great. Uh, they're, okay. they're just a, a black metal guy who explains his recipes with black metal playing and he has really crazy looking knives and um, makeup and it's, it's great. Great. I fun. love it. I'll check it out. Yeah. Do you have anything for the topic or anything tonight? I do. 
Um, I had this idea back like a year ago. A friend of mine made this Instagram account called Alone Together 69 to kind of get people to start making like dating profile videos during the pandemic. And it was sort of like a joke account, but I really wanted to make one that was like uh, a commercial for a uh, dating website that kind of shot like a car commercial. Um, Okay. And, you know, I, I don't know if there'd be a proper celebrity for it, but just like the voice of the guy who does all the car commercial voices, whoever that is would announce it, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, there'd be, like, catchphrases like, uh, you know, no commitments, no <laughs> no money down. Uh, sure, so you mean just, like, one of those old-fashioned local car commercials? Yeah, yeah, with, like, big, bold uh, font sizes and, like, sprays and just kind of bursting out at you, uh, uh, you know, like... <laughs> but it would have a, a dating edge to it. Okay. So I, I just really want to make So it would be like, it'd be like, hey, uh, are you out there? Are you like, you're like, you're looking for love or maybe just some companionship and you want to have yeah. a good time? It's like, and what would be the name of the service? Um, I think it'd be something called like, you know, like something really long and ridiculous, like, Big dates for us, or like uh, something that sounds like a car dealership, um, like uh, big rodeo dating surplus. Okay, that'd be good. I think you could probably think of something funnier than I could. Uh, like a yeah, so like, <laughs> come on down to big date, like sign on up to big big. Big what? Big what? What are we doing? Big Big Pete's Dating Adventure Supplies. <laughs> big, come on down to Big Pete's Dating Adventure Supplies. You sign up, you get romance, some smooching, <laughs> or just some good old companionship. You sign up, and right now we got a special going: three connections for only twenty nine ninety five. Free hand holding after the fifth date kind of thing like uh, or something more lewd but I, I want to keep this child friendly so I won't say mm-hmm. anything very uh, x-rated but be like free bleeping after alright <laughs> alright what, what, what are you running over there I don't know what kind of business you're running that ain't what we're looking for yeah not what I'm looking for either but um, well yeah, that's, I just really want that to to happen on like a um, like a community access TV station somewhere. Late night, three a.m. commercial for a new dating service that is only available in my neighborhood. Hmm. Well, I like Perfect. it, and I think you're I think you're on to something. And I hope you get, I hope you find somebody to be Big Pete for your commercials. That'll just be like the figurehead of your commercial, your, your company. And then when it goes under, everybody will be mad at that actor the way they were mad at up here. There was a a chain uh, called Crazy Eddie. And when Crazy Eddie went out of business and, and ripped everybody off, 
everybody was mad at um, the actor from the commercial. They thought he was Crazy Eddie. And he's like, I'm an actor, I'm not Crazy Eddie. Wait, who's the name of the guy that did, like, the big money show? Was his name Jim something? Yeah, Jim uh, Jim Kramer, who I used to. I used to yeah. enjoy watching his show a lot. And then uh, but these financial people are all clowns and clods. They're all just, they're just all, they're all just clogging the system up like a, like a, <laughs> like a, like a broken turlet. But they would maybe be great as spokespeople for this new uh, dating app. They would be pretty good. Well, you get Jim Cramer involved then. I really, really would like that. Yes. Um, he used to do a show. He used to do a show with uh, a guy who I know uh, Jason, uh, Dudio Gore is a big fan of, uh, Larry Kudlow. They used to, they used to have a show called Kudlow and Kramer. God, I love Kudlow. That they, that they did together. And then Kudlow moved on to, uh, to, uh, uh, the Trump administration. Somehow that makes perfect sense. Yeah. He'll be back though. Kudlow? Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't keep Cudlow down. No, you can't. He's cool. Uh, that's one thing. I, I don't always agree with his stand on things, but the guy is cool. It's like he's wearing a leather jacket all the time, but he's not. He's wearing like, yeah, like one of those like bomber jackets. Yeah. He looks like he is a bomber jacket. <laughs> You're just like, oh, he's not wearing one. He just gives off bomber jacket vibes. Smells of leather. Yeah. That's the funniest thing when John Oliver does on his show when they talk all about the ties that, uh, that his, his wife, Larry, is it Larry Cullo's wife paints ties? Like it's bizarre. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. Well, oh, Don, I've yeah, seen those paintings. What's that? That's like her, that's like her main gig is painting his ties. Painting his ties, like, just like ties laying on the dresser. She does like these very realistic portraits of the ties. I remember seeing those and thinking, is that the only thing she does? And then uh, learning that I think that is the only thing she does. Donya, should I send these clowns my book? Uh, Or should I make Pat and Mike and Jason buy it? Oh, definitely. They're not, clowns. They're not clowns either. The Joker's a clown. They're not clowns. They're great men. I'm still going to buy it. I just want to read it earlier. No, you're going to buy it. You're not going to buy it. Oh, I am. Your, your money's no good here. No, it's, it's done. Your money's no good here. I wanted to say, too, that I'm excited about this uh, supply chain records thing. I'm really into that type of music. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, I'm definitely going to check that out because I also make electronic music. You do too. What kind of music do you make? Oh, it's. it's I don't know. I haven't like listened to Supply Chain, but I imagine it's probably along the same lines as what Sharon Ch- Shannon or Sharon. I don't remember what their name was, but what they were talking about, uh, like synth punk. Mm-hmm. Who are your heroes? Who are, Who are your favorites in that genre? 
heroes. Um, the malaria, the ladies from malaria. Um, yeah. Craft work. Um, John, yeah, malaria, malaria, um, great. I used you like to love Lilliput? John Do you like Lilli- Do you like yeah. Lilliput also? Yeah, I love Lilliput Kleenex. Um, mm-hmm. I really like uh, Vince Clark's story too. You like? Did you know that story? No, I didn't know any of that. You should listen to that song, uh, "Never Never." I will. It uh, never happens to me. It's sung by Fergal Sharkey from the Undertones. It's Big good. New names for me. Um, I like John Fox. <laughs> from from Ultravox. Ultra yeah. And so many others. Uh, I, I like... Uh, Do you like early human yeah, I love, I love Human League and I love Heaven 17, who I think, um, I think the person who called also mentioned Heaven 17. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you like, uh, and, well that's another, that's another, Martin Ware is one of those, those people who also, he was in early Human League and then started Heaven 17. People were just bouncing from band to band, making their mark. Kind of- like British Electric Foundation, or what was the other thing that mm-hmm. was yes. connected with? Is it British Electric Foundation, or am I totally butchering? I know. I think you're right. I think you got it. That that stuff is so great and so weird. I like the weird stuff. I like the synths when they're. I like analog synths so much, and when they just have that imperfect quality to them, it's amazing. Yeah, I used to own a Jupiter 6 keyboard, and that thing was just such a beast. And what happened? And I toured with it. I, I sold it, so when, oh, when no. I was going to grad school, I sold it. But I got, like, almost twice what I paid for it. But now I'm kicking myself because now I would have gotten even more than twice what I paid oh, for it. So you could have bought the school I, with that thing. You could have, You could have owned the school. Sad that you mentioned that because the school is actually shutting down next year. <laughs> um, what what school was this? Reasons. What was this? Uh, Mills College in Oakland. Mills College is shutting down. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. I think they're getting sold to like they're going to become like an institution rather than a college. So it'll be like Google University or something. <laughs> Skype University. Skype uh, U. Ableton U. Ableton University. That makes sense, oh. though, too, because everybody who was in that program was really into Ableton and Mac MSP and other softwares. But, yeah, You're going uh, over my head. You're losing me here <laughs> with all the egghead talk. I'm not smart. you got to remember that. I'm not smart. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, I'm going to wrap yeah, up. I'm, I'm, okay. Thanks for taking my call, Tom. Of course, and I appreciate the call, and you call anytime you want. I will. I'll call more often. I used to call a lot more, but it's been a, it's been a while, a couple of years. It's been a while. <laughs> so you pick it back up now. Okay. 
I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Two more calls. Two more calls. Here we go. Beshow, hi. Hello, Beshow. Hi, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? Hi, this is Eric from Los Angeles. Eric from Los Angeles. Where in Los Angeles are you, Eric? Good evening. I'm uh, near Larchmont District. Where's that? Um, I don't really know. It's uh, central. You don't know? I mean, I, yeah, I'm bad with uh, geography here. And what's your name again, my friend? Eric. Do I know yeah, you? I yeah. Did I see you a couple days ago? Yes. <laughs> okay, I know who this is. Well, I would hope I knew who it was. If I saw you in person, that is a good, that is a talented super artist. Oh, thank you. Because some artists are just artists. Some are super artists. And Eric is a super artist. Super artist. The be- uh, the best artists ever were uh whoever drew Bazooka Joe. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Um Leroy Neiman. Leroy Neiman, all those uh exciting sports. action paintings of sports art, yeah. Sports art of Bjorn Borg. <laughs> it's always like <laughs> like those my favorite, yeah. Where it's like, this is what it's like when Bjorn, to watch Bjorn Borg play. This painting captures all the energy of that. It's yeah, that's like, right. So like action lines and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, and you can buy it at the supermarket. <laughs> now, uh, to, to what do I owe the pleasure of this call, my friend? Well, well, first I want to just say that I, um, a couple weeks ago, I pre-ordered the book on, uh, not on Bezos. Another one of the giant, well, the former giant, uh, Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Nobles, excuse me. Or as my, yeah, as my, as, as, uh, my mother would say, and many, uh, people, many, uh, 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 uh old timers and young timers, <laughs> Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> so I'm very excited about it. Well, you're, you're very sweet. Um, and, I'm, I'm excited about it also. Now, do you, uh, where, where, where are you at with, uh, the synth, synth music, Eric? Um, well, I'm not very, I'm pretty ignorant, I guess. Okay. What yeah, would you, no. when you think of, if I ask you to name a synth band or, or artist that you enjoy, who would that be? That comes first thing that comes to your mind. Does that I mean like electronic music? Now? Electronic music, any kind of electronic music. I really like that guy. Uh, I like Black Moth Super Rainbow. Okay. That one record by him, I thought was really good. I saw that guy at uh, ATP, and it was great. Okay. Does that count? I think that might be a bad. Absolutely. Answer. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I like that. Mike Mike not, hates this stuff too. What's that? Mike hates electronic music. He does. This is the stuff oh, him. This oh. is stuff him and his crew fought against. <laughs> fought against. They were mad. <laughs> they wanted to shut it all down. They wanted to shut it down. He was like, it was like, it was like a, um, like a Pete Seeger chopping that soundboard. 
<laughs> or it was like, uh, what's his name? Mr. Marcel is hating everything after Bebop, like hating everything Miles Davis did, all, all like bitches brew and all that. Yeah, people didn't He's like wrong. it. There's certain things. Yeah. They're People wrong. got their spots, or it's like, uh, or it's like, uh, the, you know, with the, 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 the people didn't like the, the, uh, the non-Schneider cut of the, of <laughs> the thing. They didn't like the yeah. non-Schneider cut. I can't, when I, when I hear Schneider, all I think about is, uh, one day at a time. I can't help it. Well, that's who did it, right? Yeah, the guy with the mustache and the, all the keys. That's yeah. what I think of. Oh, he did a pretty he, good job. Where they're trying to shoot and then somebody like the, the first AD has to come over and go, ah, your keys are, uh, rattling. They're jingling you, on the, yeah, we can pick that yeah. up on the mic. We can't, we, we really just need to make sure we don't get that jingle on the keys. Because it's kind of coming through. Ben Affleck is like, I can hear the jingle. The keys. From the yeah. keys. The guy with the keys. Yeah. <laughs> Tighten it up, Schneider. <laughs> that must be the funniest moment when people are in costume making a movie and then they have to like stay in costume and then somebody is like coming around with like food and they're just like uh they're like we got egg bites we got uh egg egg and spinach egg white and spinach bites yeah i'd, I'd like one <laughs> We got, got mac and cheese. Your mac and cheese balls. Yeah, that sounds good. Don't get it yeah, on. Give me a couple, ball. like, I'll get a couple, like, don't get any on, I can't get any on my costume. <laughs> Batman's got a giant cheese smear on his, <laughs> on his cowl. <laughs> um, so, uh, so to what do I have the pleasure of this call, my friend? Well, it's late. I have. A, I don't want to. Well, I'm. I'm I don't want to. Well, shucks. I, I have a couple things. Well, okay. Can I just mention one thing about Twister? Have you seen the other Twister by uh, Michael Almereda with um, Kristen Glover, Harry Dean Stanton? Uh, I think it's like one of the first Tim Robbins appearances. No. Oh, I love it so much. It's so good. Susie Amos, who married uh, what's his name, James Cameron. I, I love that movie. So it's really strange. strange who's in this now? Well, Harrington Stanton in it is is so unbelievable. It's worth it just for the Harrington Stanton parts. Okay, like Kristen Glover's in it, and it's it, it's one of my favorite films. It's it's just such a strange movie. I can't believe it got made. But um, and you and it's a it and it's a tornado there. movie. Kind of, but not really. I think it's Michael Almereta's first one, and I I, I love it so much. Um, I, 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 I could picture any kind of like tornado rolling through and then it's uh, the Harry Dean stands there. A tornado be just like, yeah, I'm not going to bother. I'm going to go. I'm going to change course. <laughs> that guy scares me. Focus of it, but it's, but it, it does involve a tornado at some point, but it's, it's really, okay. it, it's great. Um, uh, I just, cause whenever I hear Twister, I think of that movie because I love it so much. Um, and then I just really quickly want to say, that I, I wanted to thank all the other gentlemen for so far because it really, it, I love it so much. It really helped me through the um, lockdown. And I mean, I already am a huge Neil Young fan, but I learned a hell of a lot. And I really, I just, I just love the tone of it. And I, I don't know, I really appreciate it. Um, so thank all four of you for that. 
It's really great. Well, on their behalf, I, I don't want to hear them talk about it. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Thank you, thank you. I say no. Of course, they can and say then, thank you. And just quick, like just quickly, because that that live it up cover is just one of the most unbelievable covers ever made. The one thing that wasn't mentioned on the episode was that there's these little guys climbing up the hot dog sticks. In addition to everything you guys said, there's like these little guys climbing up the hot dog sticks like they're telephone poles. That was just not mentioned. I uh, that in. There. Oh no, I uh, that I, I um, I, that detail was lost on me. Um, if you look at the high res version. You got to download. The, I, you got to yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to check. Yeah. I, I, it, okay, this is where this is where my life is at. I'm going to be on the internet all night searching for a high resolution <laughs> image of the yeah. Crosby, Stills and Nash album cover, <laughs> "Live It Up," which features. Hot dogs in outer space, basically, is the only way to describe it to <laughs> yeah. people who have never yeah. seen it. Yeah, and uh, and the T-shirt is available. I looked it up, and you can get a T-shirt for twenty bucks. There you for, go, for Jason. TV. You get one for yeah. your mom again. Yeah, there's, yeah. Chris, there's Christmas right there. That's yeah, coming up. Yeah, right around the corner. Um, and then okay, so I I don't mean to derail the topic because I I I meant to call in with procrastination. The t- mm-hmm. procrastination topic, but I couldn't call in that night. So, um, and if you tell me just to, if you want to stay, no, you on do. Topic, you I'll, do whatever you want, Eric. Okay. You do whatever you want. You want to talk about procrastination? I, that's what we're going to talk about. Okay. I wanted to tell you the story for a long time, actually. Um, and I, you know, I, for many years, I just never had the nerve to call in. But um, uh, so anyway, this is this is this takes place, I guess, in maybe I don't know, two, well, mid. 2000s, I guess. I was living in, in Brooklyn, and I was showing with this gallery. I was showing with Earl McGrath Gallery, who was on 57th Street. This guy was a, I mean, this guy's like a, a legend, just complete lunatic, uh, knew everyone, worked at Atlantic Records, worked with the Rolling Stones. Like, I think he, I think he said he managed them around some girls. Uh, worked with Holland Oates, Peter Tosh, Jim Carroll. He like, he just, uh, I mean, I was just reading up on him earlier. Yeah, I, re- I read all the stuff I didn't even know about him. He's just, he's just was this unbelievable guy. He knew everyone. He was best friends with Harrison Ford. He would fly back and forth from New York to L- in LA on Harrison Ford's private plane. Just, so anyway, because of, uh, um, my friend Mark Ryden got me, who was showing with him, got me hooked up, uh, to show with him. I did a show with him in like 2003. So around the time that I had my show, I think my show was either still up or it had just come down. I was just, I was uptown, so I went, or I was in Midtown, so I went and stopped by the gallery. And I walk in the gallery, he's like, oh yeah, blah, blah, whatever. And, and the guy's just hilarious, and no one laughed harder at his jokes than him. Um, mm-hmm. But he was actually really funny, too. I mean, an unbelievable guy. So I, I'm in the gallery, we're talking about whatever, or something pertaining to the show and I'm about to leave. He's like, Oh, Oh, by the way, it, um, I'm having dinner tonight at Ahmed Erdogan's place with Led Zeppelin. Uh, and if Ben E. King can't go, then you have to go and you have to sit at, in Ben E. King's seat. See the guy that wrote stand by me. Oh my God. Uh, and I'm like, what? what? He's like, yeah, yeah. He, he might not be able to go. So if he can't go, you have to, you have to come, and I was like, "What? Okay, great." And I left, and I just didn't really think about it again. And I went back on the subway back to Brooklyn, 
got home. I, I have this. This is this embarrassing, but I, I I used to make cat food. I used, before you could like buy raw cat raw pet food. You had to kind of. I, I made this cat food, this raw cat food for my cats, which is like a three-hour process. Ridiculous, but I used to do it. And so this was the night I ran out, so I had to make the cat food. So I went home, and I kind of forgot all about what he had said. Yeah. I'm in the kitchen, which is at the opposite end of this flat that I had in Brooklyn, and I, I'm making the cat food. So it literally took three hours to make like a month. And what, what are you, what, what are you baking it? No, you not like, I mean, it's, it's idiotic. It's like, I go buy the organic chicken, get a food processor, grind it up, mix it with this powder, put in like salmon capsules, put it in the things, freeze it, like, it just, you know, it, it, Sure. Yeah. The, the, it's a problem. You, you like, you really like your cats. Is what I you're really saying. love my cats. I'm, I'm just a, yeah, cat person since I was five years old. I, they, they really keep me sane. I couldn't really live without cats at this point. So I was just, you know, I, I so I, I was just my, I would just do it every month or month and a half, whatever, whenever to run out, I have to make the damn cat food. So I'm making the food. The phone's ringing like, 50 feet away from the opposite side of the thing. I'm, and I really forgot. And I guess I, well, at some point I'm like, oh, wait, that could be him. Nah, whatever. He's not calling. So I, I'm like, I'm just going to finish the food. So this is where the procrastination comes in. And I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really a horrible procrastinator. This is, so I'm in, in with my work and everything. But anyway, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll just finish this. Then I'll go see who's on the phone. It might be Earl, but there's no way he's calling. There's no way Benny King couldn't go. So I finish the thing. I walk over there. I, I, I think I still had a, 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 like an answering machine. So I play the thing back and Pete Earl, it's like five messages from Earl McGrath. Like you, you idiot. Where the F are you? What are you doing? You need to, Benny King can't make it. You have to come up here. To, you have to come to dinner now because we're, the dinner's going to, you have to go. So I, then I just pan, he's like, get a suit on, get the hell up here. And come. So I like, I find, like, put a suit on, run, get sprinting down the street in a suit, get on the subway, take the subway as far as it goes to 72nd, then I have to get a cab to like 80, whatever, and like run down this, run from the sub, from the cab up, you know, I guess, yeah, well, no, I guess the cab lets me out in front. There's three limos sitting there in front of the place, and I walk in, and they're all, they were just waiting for me for like to start the dinner for like forty five minutes or something. And who's waiting? Who is this waiting? I walk. I I walk in. Of course, the, the guy's like, "Here, may I take your coat? Here's a drink, Mister Whatever." And I walk in, and it's literally it's Paige and Plant and Jones standing there, and Earl McGrath looking at me like you piece of you know. Uh, you know, and, and uh, Alan Erdogan's there. And as soon mm-hmm. as I get in there, then we just immediately all walk over to the tables and sit down and start having dinner. They were, I, was, I made those, them all wait for like 45 minutes. Because you were making homemade cat food. Yeah. The members because, of a, re, a reunited Led Zeppelin yeah. had to wait to eat dinner for, for, because yeah. a guy that didn't know them... <laughs> Was at home making cat food. Making the the homemade psycho cat person uh, cat food. Well, and, that yeah, 
So what, what, what were, did you talk to them? Were they nice? Were they nice? Well, I was, yeah, I mean, I, I met them all. I mean, Earl introduced me to them all. I shook their hands and it was like they, they had all been, they had all been just gifted a, an iPod, the new, the most, you know, the newest iPod, which is a big mm-hmm. deal. And, uh, so that was very exciting. And yeah, I'd like shook all their hands and then we went immediately to the tables because they'd been waiting to, to eat, to eat till I got there. Mm-hmm. Apparently they're very strict about it. It was like a boy girl, boy girl situation. I had to sit in Benny King's seat. They couldn't have an empty seat. They couldn't have, it had to, you know. So anyway, and so I was sitting at the table with, um, Paige and Ahmed Erdogan, which was, pre- and so, and Plant and, uh, Jones were at the other table, so I didn't really talk to them. And I was kind of hoping I'd talk to them afterwards, but they were just, after it was over, they were just out. They were all just immediately gone. Mm-hmm. At that point, I don't think they could stand being around each other for very long, so. Um, that, that is uh, some, that is some graduate level procrastination yeah. and an, and an awesome story. Uh, I mean, you made cat food. You yeah. made the president of, of Atlantic <laughs> records and the surviving members of Led Zeppelin wait to eat dinner Yeah, because, because you were home making yeah. cat food. Yeah, I love the artisanal it. cat food. Um, oh, that is yeah. that is heavy duty, my friend. <laughs> so humiliating, but um, no, well, well, yeah. and now everybody knows it. Everyone knows it's it. It's one of those. Everyone it's knows. one of those stories where you're just like, either I take this to the grave, <laughs> or I tell <laughs> everybody. Yeah, those are the best yeah. kind. <laughs> All right, my friend, I'm going to wrap this show up. All right. But I was so glad to thank hear you from you, and I will talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. Okay, you have a grand evening. You too, thanks. Bye. Okay, all right, bye. Good guy, good guy. Final call. Final call, here it is. Final call, here we go. Best show, hi. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is Ray from Salem, Massachusetts. Ray? Yep. From Salem, Massachusetts, home of? <laughs> home of, uh, I guess, witches. <laughs> witches, that's right, yes. Home of witches. Yeah. Caspian, the band, I don't really listen to them, but they came out of Beverly. Sure. To what do I, what do I, to what do I owe the pleasure of this call, Ray? Well, I figured I'd call in. I, uh, started a, uh, Discord channel that's kind of taken off. Uh, we got like over a hundred, uh, Fans in now, now. now, what is that? People can go on there and chit chat and whatnot. Yeah, it's like a kind of like a chat room, but uh, you can. There's more granularities with like control and rules, so you can set up separate channels and chats and whatnot. Okay. Well, I hope people are having fun there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, I uh, just keep it light, fun, and just kindness. Good. Yes. Let's be everybody. Be kind, huh? Everybody, be yeah. kind. Absolutely. What's the rush to not be so kind, huh? Especially in these times, you know. I think everyone's been That's cooped right. up, and so I figured I'd make a little uh, server for everybody. Uh, we have a we have a bot that checks in on people when they join. Well, you're 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 a sweet you're a sweetheart, Ray. Well, but, uh, I want you to guess who the bot is. You want me to guess who the bot is? It's probably yeah, the bot from like Rocky little, Four. Little robot, that, well, yeah, from Rocky Four. Nope. That'd be, that'd be crossover. I don't want that. What is the bot? It's Ringo. He, uh, 
and gives people a serious warning to follow the rules. All right. I like that. <laughs> uh, this is a warning. Very nice. I like that a lot, Ray. You got anything else? You got anything for the topic, Ray? I, I will jump in sure. real fast and just say that their Discord's really nice. It's fan-run. Uh, Ray started it, and uh, Jessica Elsner has been helping with it, and uh, they're running a tight ship over there. A lot of good, okay. a lot of good friends yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's stuff. awesome. I, I, I really, I, I think that's fantastic. I, I tip my hat to you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, but it is a shame about Ray. <laughs> I knew I was going to hear that, Lemonheads. <laughs> well, you're from Boston. You like well, yeah. that. Of course. <laughs> I've never, I've never been too good with words. <laughs> I could have written the songs that guy wrote. <laughs> I guess they're writing course, some yeah. songs. Might be time. Might be time. Might be time for me to start writing some songs. You got anything else, my friend? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say another thanks. Um, a while ago, I went to a Sebado show, and I wore a, a T-shirt I bought off a of Pat. And uh, you guys reposted it and uh, ended up making friends with my buddy Allie, who's hanging out with me tonight. So she calls him from Somerville. We're pretty good friends now. Well, that's nice. It's a nice connection. We're gonna go to, oh, yeah. We're going to go to the Basketball Hall of Fame as soon as we're vaccinated. Yeah. It's Springfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? <Not> Somerville. <laughs> Somerville, Massachusetts. No, Springfield. She's from Somerville, though. <laughs> She's from Somerville, but the the museum, the, the Hall of Fame is in Springfield. Yes. Yes. Well, it's exciting. Please, when you're there, get a, take a picture with, uh, with, uh, 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 take a picture with, with, uh, some, it's, 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 with, uh, uh I don't know who who should I get a picture with. We take a picture of uh see if they have the Anthony Bonner exhibit still up, which was I know a very popular feature of the Basketball Hall of Fame. <laughs> sure. Okay. Absolutely. You got it. All right, my friend. I got a boogie. All right. You take care. Well, okay. Thanks for doing that Discord. I think that's very cool. And it's, oh, yeah, it's very fun. If you like, you know, it's it's Low maintenance. Well, I appreciate it. And keep it fun right. over there. No oh, jerks. Yeah, of no, nobody be jerks. No jerks. They'll be bound. Don't be jerks. Don't worry. All right. Well, you have a, a great night, and I will talk to you soon. You too. Okay. Bye. Well, that's a fun best show, huh? That was a good one. That was fun. Yeah. Getting our Getting our sea legs under us again. One week off, we come back guns blazing. We come back, we come back guns blazing, and we'll, but we're gonna it's gonna get it's only gonna get better, just like Howard Jones said. Things will only get better. Speaking of uh, synth synth music, although he really doesn't. That's not exactly. Well, whatever. If that's if that's what if that's what uh, floats your boat, God bless you. You go play Howard Jones all the live long day. All right, my friends. Best show will be back next week. And also, if we get the tweets and the retweets and the and the faves and likes and whatnots for for my my book announcement tweet, then I'll watch the Schneider cut. 
but not a second before. I can't watch that. <laughs> That's good. It's a punitive action. It's painful. And I will, if we get the, if, if the word gets out and you, you get me the, get me the retweets, I will sit down and watch all four hours of that, of that travesty. All right. But until then, thanks for listening and the best show will be back next week. And, uh, I wish you, uh, a grand night. Tom wrote a book.com. And here's some music to say goodbye. I said, we're going to hear something from our guy, Nikki from islands, new record coming soon. Islamania. We're going to hear the track that is out now. I mean, where is it? Why can't I find you? Ay, ay, ay. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you what's going on here. Islands, we do it. We like to do it with the lights on. Back next week. We dance to the song on and on. We do it with the lights on. We like to do it with the lights on. We dance to the song.